Let's see what it sounds like. Wait, was that you? Wait, was that you talking? Wait, right now? Did you say as long as it gets its job done or something like that? That was the recording. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now you're not confused. This is why you don't have two things going at once. Oh, wow. That's like really. Uh, wait, are you saying that again? <laughs> oh, no. Perfect. Maybe maybe when you're testing when you're testing the audio and listening back, you should maybe just mute mute me. Gotcha. So you don't confuse yourself. Oh, I, think the, I would say that's a pretty good cold open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this. Sure, let's go. Quit screwing around and start. How do you start a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess with this. Oh, all right. <laughs> this is how we. This is how we start then. All right. Hello and welcome to Panel Break, uh, a manga podcast. Is this where we insert a stock sound effect? Sure. Okay. I'll find one and crash through the window. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> my name is D'Angelo Edwards, and my name is uh, William. Last name undisclosed. So, <laughs> Smart. My name's already out there on the internet, so there's no use of me hiding anything. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, yeah. So welcome to the first episode of Panel Break, a podcast about manga, because I couldn't find any that weren't also about anime. This one's strictly manga. Indeed. And why is that? Because why manga is, that? is well, good. Because good. manga is good. That's a good that's a good reasoning. Arguably better than the anime. In most cases. Well, anime is just an ad for the manga. I mean, that's how it should be. <laughs> these days, <laughs> these days it tends to be uh, it tends to be uh, varied in terms of whether or not that's true. Well, you know, hopefully one day manga will get its due. At least over here, I'm pretty sure it's fine over in Japan. <laughs> in Japan, they're they're not lacking for audience. <laughs> so this is the first episode. Indeed, we're going to talk about manga. <laughs> But not just any manga. What can be considered the most popular genre of manga, and also the most basic. Indeed, shonen. Yeah, shonen manga. The the probably right now the forefront of the industry. Actually, since it's basically since its inception in terms of its maximum popularity, as it's been on the rise. Definitely, like from the start, it's always just been boys club. <laughs> Which is essentially what shonen is. Shonen is a basically manga for boys. Yes, aimed at aimed at uh, young men, teenage and lower. Yeah, probably doesn't go higher than like what fifteen. Yeah, because at that point you're kind of bordering on on uh, seinen, which we will talk about later, but not this time. <laughs> but yes, shonen manga, which eh, I think I think it it's either my first or second favorite genre. It's definitely hard to compete in terms of genres just because of how saturated it is. Something's ba- something in there is bound to be good. Right? I mean, when you talk about shonen, and you talk about, like, the heaviest hitters in manga. Yeah. I would say, yeah. like, a good good 90-something percent is shonen. A hundred percent. Especially considering, considering for the international audience, everything, oh, outside of, everything outside of Japan 
like you have the the first the the people pushing manga outside of Japan is most most especially shonen jump like the the amount of reach that they have comparatively is so much stronger than a lot of the a lot of the smaller magazines right right and shonen jump is currently the most popular manga magazine over there and I think there's a then there's like a few more and they you know because it's not just shonen jump they have like other publications and they're still yeah I wouldn't call it a monopoly but they're pretty, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. You have competitors, but none of them have quite the quite the amount of bite that Shonen Jump does. Well, that uh, the Jump, the Jump Company, uh, Shueisha. It's, yep, oh, yep, yeah. Shueisha. That's it. Yeah. That's the one. That came off the top. Not even from my notes. <laughs> Whoa, we've already nailed this whole podcast thing. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. Yes, Shueisha. Even though I think. My favorite shonens don't even come from Shonen Jump, to be honest. Yeah, some of some of the it's like any any industry. Some of the best stuff is going to come from the essentially the things that move against the grain, right? So you have the super mainstream Shonen Jump series that kind of hit all the beats you'll expect, and then you have things. If you have things outside of the company, usually they don't have the the same expectations, so they can just kind of do whatever they want. Within right, reason, right. obviously. Yeah, which is weird though because Shonen Jump is actually expanding recently. Yeah. A lot of their titles haven't been like typical Shonen. I feel like a lot of that is just just a result of growing tastes as people as people grow and and technology moves things forward. Yeah, like, people aren't going to be satisfied with just guy hits other guy forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm okay with it. <laughs> I like a, I like a good punch to the face and a good big boy yell. Yeah, there's always always room for that. <laughs> but before we get more into that, let's go over a bit of the news. Yes, let's let's jump into right now the very present. Yep, our weekly editor's notes. All right, so to start off with some of our news, Food Wars is getting a new season, which is probably it's maybe it's and maybe it's final. It's it's so interesting when when manga have things have things cut up into into uh, like not not just arcs but like entire publications, right? <laughs> like, like oh, this this is this has a new title now. We could have just kept the series going, but you know. Well, Food Wars didn't end too long ago, maybe like a few months ago, and then they and now they have like a like a limited series like finale run and like not jump so. <laughs> And to be honest, I actually really like Food Wars, but uh, the last the last uh, arc was not needed. It kind of wrapped up pretty well, and then they added more. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's always it's always a weird a weird game you play when you're ending a series. Well, whether right, when right. you're when you're considering ending a series, you can wrap up as it's many long- plot points <laughs> as you want, but it's it's difficult to make something satisfying. I wonder if he wanted to end it, or if they want it. To keep it going, I wonder what ha- happened. Like, because it seemed like he had a good a good ending, and then it kept going. So I'm not sure if that was him or like the company pushing him to keep it going for a bit longer. Yeah, it's a uh, it's rough when when you have things uh, outside forces determining whether or not your series, your personal work, is something that continues. Mm-hmm. Whether it be something, whether it be cutting it short or or telling you keep making it, keep making it, because ultimately 
these are business ventures. If you're making if you're making money, then and, and someone's above you, someone above you is saying keep making money. It's very hard to say no. Right, right. I mean, they're not they're a business, so they're they're not going to cancel a series just because someone doesn't feel like drawing it anymore. They only they only stop doing it once it either a stops making money or that creator dies. Yep. Oh man, it's you have to have so much clout and so much sway to to end a series on your terms. That's something that just doesn't right. happen. Nope. Not even not even definite. I feel. <laughs> oh man, and it's but funny. It, like they ended up, they ended up, they ended up being a big thing in in the, the Bakuman by the yeah. same by the same writer. I mean, uh, artist. <laughs> the same writer and artist. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. The same team, but yep, Food Wars. I actually, actually, pre- I actually like the anime a lot. I probably wouldn't have read the manga without the anime. So the manga was doing its job, and but I, I eventually left the anime behind and just kept reading the manga. Food Wars is something I have yet to really sink my teeth into. No, uh, wordplay intended, uh, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's something that's kind of been on my periphery ever since it, uh, ever since it started. I'd recommend it. Like. It starts off pretty strong, and like the artwork's really good. I've actually, and to be honest, I think it, w- it will get a lot of people interested in cooking. <laughs> like I've ma- I've made about I've made about three recipes from it, and they all turned out pretty good. So I guess the the guy writing it knows his stuff. <laughs> it, it's funny when when a series is about food, like the art tends to be pretty strong, just because food is very difficult to draw, right? At least to make it to make it look appetizing. <laughs> but yeah, if. If I mean, if your if the food in your food manga doesn't look good, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there. <laughs> but I would definitely recommend it. You, you don't have to skip the last arc. It's it's necessary, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, readable enough. But and if you want, you can follow their currently going. It may either be on its last chapter or it's currently wrapping up for their uh, new series. All right. And after that, not sure what he's going to get up to. But hopefully something as fun as Food Wars. Yeah, always interesting looking to authors' future works. Uh, yep. All right, moving on. Another bit of Shonen Jump news. Don't know if you've been keeping up with uh, Demon Slayer or Kimetsu no Yaiba, but it's a very popular series right now. Yeah, arguably, arguably at the, at the, current, at the top of the current zeitgeist just at the forefront right right but but the anime has propelled that uh propelled that popularity into new heights so it looks it looks like they're having a bit of problem keeping the manga on shelves interesting and that's that's always a good sign yeah i mean it's not it's this isn't like bad news per se unless you don't have a copy (laughs) (laughs) If you're if you're a fan of the manga and you want to buy hard copies, then uh, this might be bad news for you. Yeah. But for everyone else, <laughs> well, I'm really glad that it's uh, it's selling out because uh, once again, I started I started watching anime, but then I quickly switched to the manga. It's just just there was more of it. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to know what was going to happen. Yeah, it's it's hard waiting week to week for at least as the series is going. Yeah, I mean, especially you, you wait week to week for manga too. Yeah, but especially knowing that the season is probably going to end before any any reasonable conclusion. Right, right. It's like, okay, I'd, I'd rather be up to date. Well, it's funny though because Demon Slayer feels like it's in like just the dregs of its ending. Like it's it's and it's not it's not it's 
if it ends soon, I would say it's pretty pretty tight story, like the way it's going right now. Oh, that's good to know. It's not much not much fat to trim. <laughs> it's uh, it's good when when authors don't tack things on to the end or will tack things on us unnecessarily. Well, if something happens after this arc, I, I, <laughs> I can't call it anything else but tacked on. Well, hopefully, hope, hopefully it wraps up well, and that means that in the future the anime won't need any filler mm. because that'll well, it, it, it having it wrapping up as uh, the manga soon would make the anime production a lot easier. Well, not easier, but a, a lot smoother in terms of understanding where they need to go in terms of plot points well it's crazy because like the mo- the anime is like wrapping up and now they're going straight into a movie in the canonical one at that yes that is just that's fairly unprecedented i think that's weird like most most like anime movies aren't canonical just because it would it's weird it's just <laughs> a weird situation yeah because it's it's a matter of uh retaining retaining audience information just because you're not going to expect every single person that watches the show to go to the theater, right? And and understand like, oh, I had to I had to have watched the movie while I was in theaters in order to understand what's going on in the next season. Mm-hmm. So for for that reason, manga, uh, well, anime and manga movies tend to tend to be uh, separate continuities or or even side stories. I mean, it just gives a little leeway to the manga out there. Yeah, th- <laughs> Gintama actually had a really. Really good example of that when they were explaining like manga and anime. It was just like when when creating the anime for a manga, you can you can go like one of three ways. It's just like one, you can keep on going as the manga as the manga goes, and eventually you'll run out of episode, you'll run out of manga, so you'll have to make a lot of filler episodes. Another way is the wait is the wait for the manga to finish and then make your anime. And the third way is to start your anime, and then once the manga uh once you catch up with the manga you start making filler and then you shamelessly go back and remake remake the <laughs> entire anime <laughs> yep. oh man so many series there's so many series that just especially like like i think that's changed with uh, just with the advent of of like really tight seasonal formats right but especially like pre pre 2012 2013 so many series just shift their story entirely once they catch up to the manga and you end up with anime only anime only arcs or anime only ending. They're I mean they're essentially like their own separate continuity by the time it's over. Like yeah. complete, completely different endings, completely different characters. And then once you go back and read the manga, it's just like, oh, I don't know if I like this more or not. Who do I side with? The yeah. creator or I mean sometimes it's pretty easy. Sometimes the yeah, manga's so- just like Sometimes yeah, you can tell, like, oh, this, this actually has a cohesive plot. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you you don't just spend six seasons just hanging out with all the side characters, Naruto. Yep. Although the oh. Curry of the Curry of Life arc, I still think that's a good arc. Oh man. As someone that went week to week for the entirety of the filler between the end of Naruto and the beginning of Shippuden. You fool. Every every episode I watched. You watched every episode? Every single one. I did not miss a single one. There's so much. I know. Years I know. worth. I know that for a fact because I experienced it. <laughs> but it was worth it because I got the 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 Bikochu side arc where it was just, just Naruto and Ninata. That's the entire arc. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds nice, actually. <laughs> but you have to sit through that weird Tiger Man arc. You turned into a tiger, Will. 
they they brought back like the first antagonist and and made him made him a furry. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, respect. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I guess they didn't forget. I mean, I will be skipping a lot of that once I start watching Naruto again. Oh, man. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> there are plenty of guides out there for, like, what filler is worthwhile. All right. Well, moving swiftly along, October marks the 30th anniversary of Hachime no Ipo. Yay. One of the best... Slow burniest, slow burn shonen mangas I mean, ever put the paper. I mean, it's been 30 years and it's not over. <laughs> that should tell you enough. It's been 30 years and I don't even think he's held hands with the girl yet. Oh my goodness. I don't think there's a single relationship in, in any shonen manga, any manga period where there is where there is a designated romantic interest where progress has been this slow. If someone started shipping them when they were 10, they're 40 now. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Can <laughs> They've you imagine? lived their life. They have kids this, now. They this, have this, families. This, this young Japanese kid at, at, in the schoolyard reading his fir- the first volume of Hajime no Ippo. He's like, oh man, I can't wait for Ippo to marry Kumi. <laughs> now he's he's a salary man. He's he's in his office. He's like, I can't wait for Ipo to marry Kumi. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine just just some kid, just like super rich, successful, like top floor of like a fifty floor building, just like lights dimmed, a copy of like of a I think I think it's published in Weekly Shonen Sunday, just like on his desk. He's just like, I have it all. <laughs> I have power, <laughs> wealth. But Ipo, <laughs> oh, why won't you confess? It's like, but yep. <laughs> how how long have you been following Ipo week to week? Like since since About like two or three years. Two or th- it's been I think anywhere between six and seven for me. Man, you poor 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 boy, you poor boy. <laughs> you 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 think you think uh, you think it's bad having to wait for the for the arcs between Naruto and Shippuden? Oh. I've been I've been put through the ringer, my guy. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Ipo's gonna score a total knockout on your feelings. Yep. Uh, that said, I, I would not take any of that tie back. It's such a right. good series. Ipo's so uh, it's it's one of the longest running manga out there, and it's still good, which says yeah. something. It's amazing that the amount of cohesion just <laughs> within the series, from chapter to chapter, within the chapter, so good. Just so much weight and all the fights and all the dialogue and yeah, and you just you just want to root for Epo. And it's it's also amazing that while 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 it hasn't had a new season or series for a while, the the anime adaptation is incredibly faithful and incredibly incredibly good. Oh yeah, the anime is definitely really good. The the anime I, had, rend- I had, to, had to watch it just for the Dempsey roll. Yeah, the anime rendition of the of the I think it's the second Sendo Epo fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's perfection. <laughs> ah, I love Epo. I love I love the fact that it's starting to focus back on Sendo. Yes, what it's a good character. Objectively, the best character. Objectively, could have his own manga. Yeah, he definitely could. If Epo wasn't there, it would be about Sendo. After that, probably I, Takamura. It would it would be Takamura first, and then Sendo, mm-hmm. and then Miyata. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like they're all just like characters from different. Er- 
eras of shonen in one shonen manga. Yeah, they definitely do. Well, to be fair, it definitely could be that they were from different eras of shonen. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's from the 80s. He's from the 90s. <laughs> uh, but Morikawa Sensei, thank you for 30 years of Ippo. Yes. Let's not keep it going for another 30. <laughs> I don't want I don't want people to die without knowing the conclusion. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with the it doesn't have to be like a, a final guess. Hit me with a rough estimate. How long do you think we are from the end of Epo? Can you even see it on the horizon? No. No. That's, that's the thing. We don't have we don't really have an end game an end game. It's like the end game's not even in play yet. Epo reached as high as he could go in Japan. And then he like he now he's just like looking at the window of the world. He's not even yeah. like he's not even that far. He's probably he's like parked in the driveway. Why? Well, he's not, not even at the window yet. To be fair, he did fight against what? What was uh, Gonzalez? The number two ranked in the world? I think so. But he lost. <laughs> he lost badly. <laughs> yeah. He lost. And again, Gonzalez is a boxing god. I can't Sendo wait for just toppled. Oh my god. Ah. I can't I can't wait for that. Oh, that's going to be such that's going to be a, that's going to be like a 20 chapter fight. Oh jeez. I'll see I'll see you guys in uh in early 2020 for the end of that fight. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't wait. Long <laughs> doesn't go in the hiatus again. But It'll what be. can you do? We'll be fine. It's no it's no Hunter Hunter levels fight. Ah, hmm. uh, Hunter X Hunter. I'm, I'm never going to read that until it's done. Me neither. Uh, I, I I love you dearly, Tagashi, but I'm never going to read that. <laughs> Just finish the series, and then finish you'll have it. my views. Finish it, and then get the guy who does One Punch Man to redraw. Right. Yes, and then get help. And then I'm in. Yeah, please, please. Just rest. Dragon, Dragon Quest can't cure all your wounds. <laughs> okay. All right. For our last. Last bit of news, Viz is currently working with Disney to create a few manga based off of uh, our stuff, our yeah. American properties. <laughs> we're moving to, we're moving from the West all the way to the East, and then it's coming back to the West. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's funny how that works. Like, watch out. Like, I don't, I don't know if uh, you guys are aware, but America is slowly growing in power. Oh, I, I think, I think we'll have, like, Quite a voice in the world in like a decade or two. <laughs> Just a, a little bit. Just a small nation. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> we're figuring things out. <laughs> but the properties they seem to be eyeing are Star Wars and more, more specifically Luke Skywalker and <laughs> Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There was actually, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. There was actually a manhwa adaptation of the original, the original Star Wars movie. Ooh, like the original trilogy? Yeah, it was it was a it was a web comic, and it was it was actually a really good read. Mm. You should check that out sometime. I'm talking to you and to the audience. <laughs> this is my call. <laughs> well, to, to be add. honest, if if this Luke Skywalker manga, you know, gets going, hopefully, I, I'm not sure they're in to- if they're just in talks or if it officially has a date yet. But if it if it covers the entire original trilogy. This might be the like the first time I ever I do like a deep dive into Star Wars because about to lose about to lose all three people listening to this, but I don't like Star Wars that much. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm just gonna <laughs> put that out there right now. But oh, they're oh they're back. 
Oh, they're, they're, they're here. It's fine. It's fine. You have you have allies. You have friends. <laughs> but but I'll I'll be honest with you. I think it's fair that you have your opinion. It's uh, it's it's not ex- it's the holy grail of nerddom. Yeah, at least in the West. It's not we're, we're not he- we're, we're not here talking about the West. We're here talking about manga. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see if, if the Star, Star Wars, Wars is manga, manga. We'll see if it grabs you. I'm sure it will if it's drawn well and. Uh... Like I don't, I don't know what it is about Star Wars. I just, <laughs> I like, I like the characters. I like, I like, I kind of like the story. I like, I like, like the world building and everything. But I guess once it all comes together, I just get bored. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it ends up. Uh, I'm, I'm interested we'll in, in in the style of what, of what artists they they uh, the adaptation ends up being. Most of my knowledge of uh, Star Wars comes from the short lived Gindy Tarkovsky. Clone Wars series <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Lego Star Wars, which is a great game. Oh, man. Well, I, the Lego franchise is just it's one of those super underrated gems of, of video gaming. I could play Lego Star Wars all day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have played it all day. Oh, man. It's a good game. OK, you, well, how do you feel about the Frozen manga? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Never seen Frozen. <laughs> oh, I've never seen I've never seen Frozen. Literally, my first time listening to the full version of Let It Go was when I played Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's out of my element. But at the same time, like uh, Frozen is something I do. I do enjoy like the aesthetics of the characters. Mm-hmm. That one time I heard Let It Go was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed so, uh, that one listening. Yeah, too. I can understand why it's popular. Right. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing uh, seeing adaptations of these designs. I'm not the biggest Frozen fan. <laughs> so you have I'm seen not, it. I'm not the biggest fan of like 2010 Disney in general, like 2010 and upwards. But uh, the first time I saw Frozen was with a friend and I had fun because I was with my friend. <laughs> and, then, and then I got home and I was just like, huh, I, don't, I didn't really like that. I was just having fun <laughs> with my friend. <laughs> yeah. She seemed like she was having fun. So I guess I didn't want to spoil it for her. It's it's like those uh those bad co-op games that are only fun because they're co-op. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm gonna watch it again. And I was just like, uh no, I can't get through this. <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't call Frozen a bad movie. I just don't like it. I mean there's parts of it that are definitely bad. Like <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Objectively bad stuff in Frozen, but this isn't a podcast about critiquing Disney films, so Indeed. I won't get into that. It's about manga. Based on Disney film. <laughs> Based on Disney property. It kind of went in a weird circle. It's like Disney inspired like Ozuma Tezuka. Yeah. And now it's now it's back. Where uh, we uh, the East knocked on the door and the, uh, the doors of the West. And now the West is knocking on the doors of the East. In fact, they've knocked down the doors. And now there's a weird tube system connecting them. It's great. Yep. It's just like, uh, just like this weird mail carrier. Okay. I hate it. i think that might be it for news there's a few small bits here and there new season of sword art but that's more so visual novel news and manga yeah also we don't there's plenty of people talking about sword art it is naruto's birthday today whoa (laughs) on this on the day of recording indeed don't know when you guys listening to it but today it's our lovable spiky haired knucklehead hyperactive ninja boy's birthday I really like I Naruto's in that special part of my heart. 
that Dragon Ball Z resides where whoo, there's so many flaws, but <laughs> I will. I still like you. <laughs> it's one of those. Well, actually, it's 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 probably something we're going to end up mentioning in in a little bit once we talk once we're talking about the history of Shonen in full. But it's one of those uh, landmark titles. Whoa! Yeah, Naruto changed a lot. Yeah. Some some for the better, some for the not so better. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Naruto, Naruto was both the product of its time and a big indicator of what was to come in the future. Which is weird because man, the 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 like the the time period in Naruto is. Very wonky. <laughs> like what? I think I think I think there's robots in Boruto. Yeah. Well, I mean, but no, car, but but no cars. I mean, uh, uh, the original Naruto had televisions and radios. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, exactly. It was so it was so out of focus. <laughs> Maybe it was just his assistants just being like, I, "I drew a TV." What? What did you do? <laughs> we can't change it now. And that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Well, Naruto, I love you. Happy birthday, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Pour one out for Naruto. Wait, no, he's not dead. Pour one out for Naruto to drink right now. (laughs) In his his currently living state. Good boy, Naruto. (laughs) Sit. No, different one. Different character. All right. So I think that does it for the news. Now we are going to continue into the history of today's topic. The history. As I as I uh, alluded to earlier, we're going to talk about the history of Shonen. It's the ultimate god, passed down the Armstrong line for generations. All right, so let's talk about the history of Shonen. Yeah. Will, you, will you start? Okay. Well, when you're talking about the history of Shonen, essentially you're talking about the history of manga as we know it. Right. Right. Because, <laughs> because well, a manga as we know it, at least. Everything post World War Two is 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 the kind of the advent of modern manga. That's when the boom started. Yeah, you have you have uh, things beforehand like it not really aimed towards specific audiences, and right, then you right. have the growth of modern marketable manga, which is kind of split into two camps. At the very beginning, mm-hmm. you have shonen and shojo, just kind of the the forefront. The, the, yep, the just two boys the two and girls heads. manga. Yeah, Shoujo we'll be talking about later. But, yeah, can't wait. I love yeah, Shoujo. With, with, <laughs> with the push of uh, shonen manga, you have you have someone very important at the forefront, just kind of oh. setting setting the stage of what shonen would be in the future. Who was that man flying in the sky? Is that is that a bird? It's a plane? No, it's a boy. A boy <gasps> that's made of metal with red underwear. <gasps> is that Astro robotic, Boy? Robotic Mickey Mouse. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no! That's Astro Boy. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. It's Osamu Tezuka. Uh, someone, someone may not everyone may know the name, but they've seen at least one of his characters. At least one. At least and one. He's a, he's one of the rare breeds where almost everything he made was an instant classic. Yes, everything he touched turned to gold. <laughs> that madman. I, lo- I love Osamu Tezuka. Like I, I love pretty much everything he's ever written. Yeah, he's made some good stuff. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I don't actually have that much exposure to Tezuka, uh, to Tezuka stuff. Mm. But just just with how much it's been in my periphery, you you know it has to, there has to be something there worth talking about. The popularity right, right. of Astro Boy, 
like Blackjack being probably one of the more the more iconic classic characters. Which is strange because I feel like I feel like I almost feel like Blackjack is more of like a a mainstream like a mainstream cult hit. It's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. Like... It's one. It's one of those. <laughs> and then you have like it's funny. He's he's even still here at the at, in modern anime, like right? in modern manga and anime. Dororo just got an adaptation after after it's how came many out of years? Nowhere. Like Dororo came out in like the sixties. Like the first oh the first anime for it came out in the sixties. So like. 50 years later, it's just like, hey, make another Dora. And then yeah. they did it. And it, it got it got it's, it's general praise. <laughs> People like it. It's very pretty. It's very it's like very well animated. Dora is my favorite Tessica. Come on. Every people usually flock to like things like Astro Boy or Phoenix, but Dora is just like I don't know what, what's about what, what it is about Dora, but <laughs> it hits all the spots for me. I usually I read it like every few years. I love it. It's very short too. It's like three volumes. Oh man, it'd be it'd be weird if it were if it were long form, considering just how many works he's made. So man, Astro Boy or Tetsuan Adam, I like to call it both because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like to catch people off guard. It's like oh yes, Tetsuan Adam, and just to flex <laughs> flex my nerd muscles a bit. So yeah, Astro Boy, Doro, Blackjack, Phoenix. Princess Sapphire, which is a, which was an interesting title because it kind of blurred the lines between shoujo and uh, shonen, which yeah, I think it's that, cool. That, yeah, that's kind of what happens when when your existence is kind of the advent of of those kinds of things of those ter- of that terminology. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't really working within those rules. He's he's the one that established them. Right. So, I mean, they call him they call him the grandfather of manga for a reason. Yeah. Gotta have his, he has to have his hand in many pots. But yep, Ozma Tezuka paved the way for Shonen, which at that point mostly consisted of thing of like a mostly sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi was like the biggest player in Shonen back in the day, I guess because it was you know right off the back of World War Two. So mm-hmm. big, big interest in weapons and sadly nuclear fallout. But that's... And, and, well, yeah, that that as well as as this this strange, well, this interesting worldview where. Just coming off the back of of an enormous war, you have a culture that is simultaneously learning a yearning for technological advancement and yearning for like like uh what's the term a utopia uh, it's a, mm-hmm. p- a piece where they don't have to experience this kind of thing and and it's like just, world. yeah it's just uh, the perfect storm for for science fiction to become super prevalent in culture. Yeah, a world where robots and people can exist in love. Astro Boy, flying <laughs> in the sky. I don't know the words. <laughs> to be fair, neither do I. <laughs> I I just know he has a really pointy head. Yeah, he's, Astro Boy's actually it's a really solid character design. I mean, it's lasted this long for a reason. It's undergone so the, little change. The biggest change they gave him was they gave him a, like a jersey. In the uh, in our American movie of Astro Boy, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, that movie's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about how good Tezuka is, not the iterative works. Yes, and I don't want to talk about the movie ever. So, right. movie, let's move along. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, Ozma Tezuka paved the way for showing the start, and that led to a very special company coming into existence soon after. Indeed, what was the name of that company? <laughs> I believe. It was called Ribbon. Hit me with the info. Boy, what exactly is this Ribbon? Why should I care about 
That was a lie. It wasn't called Riven. Riven something else. <laughs> then hit me with the real info. Correct your lies. What I, what I am talking about is Shonen Jump. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I believe the first, the first publication of Shonen Jump was uh, in 68. Yep, 1968. Shonen Jump graced our... Not our, because this is way before. <laughs> we, we got things like Shonen Jump. This was mostly... Uh, more for more so for the Japanese. Indeed. But in 1968, they were graced with the first issue of Shonen Jump, which actually got recently got like a reprint, like as a collector's item, which is pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I say recently, but maybe like a few years ago, but you know, like, recent-ish. Comparatively recently. <laughs> as compared <laughs> to the length of their history. Right, right. But Shonen Jump is a very important magazine. Yes. It's it's a uh important both within japan and both outside of japan just for the fact that it houses some of its its biggest players and also is the reason why those players have reached outside of the outside of the that small japanese island small island that is japan small that small that small big island that small big island i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it can transform by this point i mean i mean you think you thought gundams were theoretical (laughs) no that was a prediction that was a promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's What's your personal history with Shonen Jump? Like, have you ever have you do have you owned copies? Have you Have you read? Oh them? yes, def- definitely, definitely. I've owned copies. So, the first issue of Shonen Jump that I ever read had um it contained One Piece. I think at the time it was um what was what was the VV arc called? Vivi. Oh, the uh, Alabasta arc. Yeah, the Alabasta arc. It was. It had that. It had Rosario Vampire, which is a oh man, very special manga to me. <laughs> so it, it led me down the path I couldn't ever come back from. Yeah, it had it's a, return. It had Yu Yu Hakusho in it. Yeah, it's my my first uh, Shonen Jump manga, Shonen, uh, Shonen Jump uh, magazine, also had Yu Yu Hakusho in it. I think it had the last chapter of Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh man, you you must have been confused. A lot that last chapter without any context, was incredibly strange. It was, because there was no fighting. I was just like, why isn't Yusuke doing the flips and kicks? Where's my ray guns? <laughs> this is just talking. Oh, but yeah. yep, that was the first issue of Shonen Jump that I ever picked up. And actually, the first the f- first manga that I ever read was a Shonen Jump manga. The first one I ever read cover to cover. And that was an issue of Yu-Gi-Oh! Which also confused me. <laughs> because oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga is quite a different beast Yes, that's and uh, the anime. That's a that's one hell of a journey to go through, uh, especially if you if you had been exposed to the anime beforehand. It's like, oh, the tone here is completely different. Very, very much so. I would say superior, but that's me. Oh man, I have opinions about both things. I will not comment on them at the moment. <laughs> uh, that said, I was uh, I was also introduced to uh, Weekly Jump at a pretty early age. It was actually at a grade school book fair. Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first one I ever read. It had. It was back when the aesthetics of the of the Jump magazines were like so striking. It was like solid blue and with orange writing, with orange. Ooh. Tech. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is this looks cool." It's like, "Oh, God, Cell Saga." It was Cell Saga Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Ooh, that's <laughs> ooh, that's a good issue. <laughs> like, oh, this is this is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's like, look at them, it's Goku, but in paper yeah. form. I owned a. I owned a couple of Shonen Jump manga. I remember I it's actually exposed me to a lot of manga that 
that ended up being some of my favorite down the line that I that I owned at the time, but wouldn't end up reading until many years later. Ooh, like what? Like uh, I Shield Twenty One was. Oh, I, I. It's funny. It actually ran. I remember this very particularly. There were there were two issues that I owned that had limited runs of sports manga, mm-hmm. where they just they just grabbed a couple of chapters from the manga and it's like scattered them throughout a couple, throughout uh, several issues of the magazine. They were like, oh, we'll just we'll just give you a sample of what this manga has to offer. I was like, oh, this is cool. Because uh, those those manga samples were really cool. Like, yeah, I, I have a few from like like clamp samplers and some like uh, it was more. It was it was the one that was aimed towards more of an older crowd. They had stuff like Dear mm-hmm. S in it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, those so, are always super cool. Yeah, because because of it, I ended up getting into Shield 21 many years down the line. And then even more, even like like five years after that, I ended up finding finding a manga called Whistle that was in the same issue. It's about That's soccer. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Whistle is so good. You know, it's good that you bring up sports sports manga because that's a very important part of Shonen. Yes, indeed. Shonen Joe was based off of based on like classics like that. They had a lot of a lot of sports things like Captain Tsubasa and things like that, mm-hmm. which is still running crazy it's, and it it's looks absurd. the same it's absurd how long it's been running and how little it's changed it's like it's, it's a it's like it's like a piece of art displaced from time like <laughs> I, I i can imagine that that the author has just been in that in his in his one room not <laughs> looking at any other media for his entire life yeah, i don't think he's been outside there's no way he could go outside and his art not ch- in the slightest, they've gotten yeah. taller. That's it. That's all. So I think so. So he must have saw. He must have saw like XX Holly, <laughs> and that was it. Because <laughs> oh. those boys are big. They got the yeah. long legs. Yeah. Speaking of Captain Tsubasa, like there are a bunch of, like, as I said earlier, there are a bunch of really like strong landmark titles in shonen manga, especially early on that that for, essentially formed informed what it would be in the modern era. Yeah. Like one of the big ones is uh, here we know it as Fist of the North Star. Over there, it's Hokuto no Ken. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, the journey uh, of our of our lone murder hobo. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> that, that that's kind of what led to the inception of of action manga as we know it, where it's this this heroic character just kind of punching punching away his problems. Well, that was the start of like big muscle men yeah. manga. Like it was stuff like that, stuff like. Early JoJo, Violence Jack, stuff like that. Yes, the good stuff. Doctor K. Oh my goodness! So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can picture JoJo, but with doctors, but that's what Doctor K was. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't punch things so much as he just did surgery while being insanely buff. Doctor K is amazing. He got shot. He's just like, it's like, are you done? And then he punched the guy out. He's like, okay, now back to work. It's <laughs> like I'll operate on myself later. So good. Dr. K is amazing. Go read Dr. K. It's Jojo, but with Dr. There's no other way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a it's a pretty apt description and honestly I feel like that's a pretty pretty effective advertisement. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but Shonen Jump also started a, a few more like bigger people like Go Nagai. Yes. Another another person who made like who pretty much everything he made became a instant classic. Yeah, one of those once in a generation geniuses. Yeah, he made stuff like Devil Man, which 
recently got a new anime, which was actually pretty good. It's really that, weird art style, but I really liked it. Yeah, that anime was was incredibly well received, especially considering the content. It's strange how much widespread reception that it had when you consider like exactly like what it was. I mean, that stuff that that, that stuff was shocking back then. And it's still shocking now. Yeah, like the subject matter of Devil Man is crazy. I mean, just the way it turns out <laughs> is messed up. <laughs> it's not a happy manga. But besides Devilman, he also did um, Cutie Honey, which is a very yes. far cry from from Devilman. Oh, what a dichotomy! Those two, it's, uh, <laughs> yes, made by the same person. But Cutie Honey is also it's I wouldn't is it the start of Magical Girls, or it's at least one of the starts. It's it's pretty it's pretty early on. <laughs> it's like but Cutie Honey is very fun. Yeah, but I. I think that that also had like another recent. Well, Kitty Honey gets a new anime like every two or three years, and it's they're usually pretty good. It's one of those one of those anniversary titles that has to be remade. And it's it's funny seeing 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 how constant remakes of of singular series across time just kind of reflect the the, the period in which they were made. Mm-hmm. You have you have things like uh you have things like Kitty uh, Honey, and you also have things like uh, what was it, Harlock. It's remade like every every five years. <laughs> Harlock is a interesting series. Oh man, <laughs> that's 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 like another manga that's just like super carried by its character design because you see Harlock once and you'll never forget him. Yeah, it's <laughs> he is uh in a word cool. <laughs> he is man. <laughs> he was <laughs> he's like Shadow the Hedgehog before Shadow the Hedgehog. Yep. Uh, the innovator of of, uh, of Edge. It was Captain Harlock. <laughs> He's a captain. He doesn't play by your rules. Yeah. He doesn't even play by his rules. And then, as as we move out of the uh, of the the, era, the older era into into a relatively modern era of of manga, we have some of the biggest titles, in, just in general. Dragon so big, Ball. Yep, so big he that, that it couldn't possibly just stay in Japan. Yes, I, I I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that Dragon Ball, just as a series, especially Z, was the spearhead that kind of finalized the push of Japanese media into 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 the Americas, mm-hmm. into the Western world. Uh, that's that's not a stretch at all. That's that's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's just facts. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that the uh, like the anime or manga culture here would be that strong if Dragon Ball hadn't like broken through. Like before Dragon Ball, there were there was like stuff like there was like a lot of repurposed things like Macross mm-hmm. and got turned into Robotech and like yeah, bunch of bunch of other like it was it was hard to get anime. It was just, it was like super hard to get anime and manga. Forget about it. You couldn't. You're, you're not getting manga in here. But Dragon Ball pretty much bridged the gap between like. Our cartoons and anime, yeah, and it, it, it's it's also interesting how much Dragon Ball, if it didn't exist, I feel like I feel like modern dubbing practices would not be nearly as as prevalent as they are. <laughs> Which is funny because Dragon Ball has like three dub. Yeah, it, it, it it's a uh, it's a reflection one, of one one lost the time. It's the reflection of how tumultuous the times were. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. if you if you ever listen to that big green dub. <laughs> What a, what an iconic iconic set of clips you can find there. <laughs> but besides just bridging the gap, 
between like our media and theirs. Like Dragon Ball changed like the Shonen game like yeah. very heavily. That's not an exaggeration in the slightest. Dragon Ball was oh, uh, Toriyama. Let's give him full credit. Akira Toriyama <laughs> was was uh, not just the entity that is Dragon Ball, but the artist himself was a was a big big game changer in terms of how the genre played out. Yeah, and Dragon Ball wasn't even wasn't even his first hit, which is crazy. Yeah, this this one man for uh, comparatively, not everything compared to the Gona guys and the Osama Tezuka, his not everything he touched turned to gold. But when it turned to gold, it, it turned, turned to gold. <laughs> like whatever he whatever he touched turned like the when it, when it did change, it turned to platinum. Like yes, yes, <laughs> my man did not settle for the gold medal. <laughs> like. His two hits, those two hits made him set for life. He was already, he was already a millionaire by the time, by the time he started Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. And he got that success with his previous title, Dr. Slump, which I actually really like. Yes. Dr. Slump's hilarious. I feel like Arale, Arale Norimagi is one of the, one of the most iconic character designs in manga. It's just, she's, she's, you, you look at her and you just like, I, I need to protect that smile. Look at her. <laughs> It it has, it has just enough facets of design that it's iconic, but it's not over designed. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something uh, Toriyama's really good at. Right, simple character designs. Well, it it lends to his style because he can get the most out of like the motion and like yeah. the action action scenes. Like if his characters were super over designed, everything would get stiff and it wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. That's why. I, I, that's why I kind of. When I see like super like overly rendered pictures of like Goku, I'm just like that Goku couldn't throw a punch. Oh man, that, Go- that Goku couldn't even take a step. And that and that is why Super Broly was such a refreshing breath of air. Oh, so good. <laughs> and they finally, they, it's like they they went to like the line work and just like like unclinched like everything. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh man, I I hate that it's escaping me. Oh, what's the name of the new character artist? Mm. Oh, I hate that it's escaping me. I'm looking it up right now. He's important. because I think he's also working on One Piece. He's, I think he's also doing, in theory, he'll be doing, he's the one that's going to be doing Super 2 when it happens. Dude, are you telling me that Super's going to look like the Broly movie? I believe so. Oh, no, that's, that's perfection. The, that's the hope, at the very least. Oh, I remember it. I remember it. I was looking it up. I didn't even find it, but I remembered it in my, man, in my mind. It's Because the name is very good. It's Nahiro Shintani. Now here on Shintani. Shintani's r- refreshed Dragon Ball designs breathed new life into the series. It really did. I'm su- I'm surprised. Like it played it played over here in the states, and I'm surprised it it, it wasn't even like a, usually when anime movies come over here, they're usually like one or two day events. But mm-hmm. Broly was out for a few weeks actually, which is pretty good. Broly, the Super Broly movie was incredibly successful. It, it's like mind blowingly successful. <laughs> it's funny because like our 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 box like box office numbers over here are, are like crazy compared to Japan's because like I mean just considering demographics it's kind of yeah. hard to compete. <laughs> but they still but they were still pretty impressive, especially yeah. considering what they spent on it. Which might just be saying something about how little they pay animators. But that's neither here nor, <laughs> nor there. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not in uh, a fair animator pay podcast. This is a manga podcast for manga. Indeed. And speaking of manga, after the advent of Dragon Ball, after the end of Dragon Ball, you, you we reach an era that is interesting because 
we have Dragon Ball spearheading the uh, the the creeping cultural influence of the East to the West. And once the pins are there, we have the growth of not just one, not just two, but three landmark series that kind of kind of give that final push into mainstream media. Yes, and, yes, yes. These are the big three. Big three. <laughs> I feel like anyone that's that has been into manga for the past like like 12, 12 14 years. Especially like, Shonen. Yeah, especially Shonen. Knows of the big three. It's they're the they're what gave birth to the name Big Three, which is still kind of contested to this day as to what's become the modern Big Three. But at the time, yeah, no one was, no one knows what the current Big Three is. Yeah, it's funny that it's just it's just funny that one of them is still going on. Yeah, and what are those Big Three? Will those Big Three, my friend, are One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto? Whoa, <laughs> One Piece. It's an ongoing series. We could probably do five episodes on One Piece. One Piece is a we could I could I could talk forever about One Piece. We could start a new how podcast. How much it made me cry. We <laughs> could. Re- I think there already is one. <laughs> probably. And Bleach, on the other hand, did not just end; it was ended. Yeah, and rather harshly, I would say. Yeah. I think it was. I think when it ended, it was given four chapters to wrap up. It was. It was definitely given the axe pretty hard. But that said. In its heyday, Bleach was uh, was definitely out there uh, swapping hands with both One Piece and Naruto at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I feel like out of all the big three, Bleach has left has done the least to advance Shonen. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's interesting how like not, not like not even close. I don't I can't really think of anything that Bleach added. Bleach is is highly insulatory in terms of. In terms of its influence, but at the same time, it's one thing that I feel it it has uh, affected in manga. Just in general, is is uh, is this this very modern aesthetic sense? Just because just because of how how powerful Kubo was in terms of aesthetic art, like not even just not even art, but just mm-hmm. aesthetic art. Because everything everything in Bleach had to look cool. But bleach, if if you you can't say if you can say anything about bleach, you can say that it looks cool. It's very cool. Yeah, bleach is actually interesting though because a lot of shonen, like the the protagonist is usually like around what like ten to thirteen maybe, and they always they always look like young, but mm-hmm. but bleach like they're teenagers and they look like, like teenagers. Yeah, which is rare. And it's it's interesting too because. You, because of uh, because of the way Bleach is structured, you see the transition as these characters grow. Yeah, they they get older. You can actually notice it's the like they don't just change the outfit. They just uh huh. They you, they change the facial structures and everything. It looks it's interesting. Yeah, and 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 some of that can could probably be attributed to just the growth of Kubo as an artist as the series went on. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely very intentional changes that they make to the character designs. As as uh as we we get from, we go from arc to arc, mm-hmm. even within arcs. But it's sad because like Kubo, from the from the first from like the early few arcs of Bleach, you can Kubo is a very good artist, very yes. good, very good draftsman, very strong sense of like action, very strong sense of like what looks good in the panel. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I feel like I guess the deadlines and like the crunch that came from being in the in the in the big three, it really stifled him and like he did he 
he he didn't really grow as an artist as Bleach went. He kind of got worse. It kind of started looking worse. Yeah, you could definitely tell. It's it's, it's interesting. There's this era both in Naruto and Bleach where for I feel like for months at a time you had chapters where there just weren't backgrounds in any of the panels. Yeah, that's definitely. They also like ironed out like the character designs in both of those. Like they got really simple and not as mm-hmm. like like switching to Naruto for a quick sec. Like mm-hmm. Naruto, early Naruto has like some really iconic character designs. Like yes, like strong silhouettes, strong colors. But as it goes on, more and more characters start wearing like the standard like green vest, and that's not fun. <laughs> now it's hard to pick out them in the crowd. Like you, you could you could draw like a crowd shot of them, and you'd be like you you wouldn't know where to look because there'd be so many interesting like character designs and outfits but now like she's like yep green vest green vest green vest mm-hmm. green, <laughs> gray vest with gourd like gara is the only person <laughs> who could, he, he could always yeah. pick out gara like even Most- naruto's design went from like, and I, it, it went from like pretty pretty involved to like just standard orange and black which you could probably attribute to like i gotta draw this very quickly because the uh the weekly schedule of Shonen Jump is very harsh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny you mention the influence of, of Crunch on character design, uh, and going, going, actually going back to Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why Toriyama made Super Saiyan's hair blonde because he just didn't want to color it in. <laughs> yeah, you spend less time inking. Yeah, it's like oh, I could. I it. I, it's it's a twofold purpose. He doesn't have to ink it, and it looks strong. <laughs> Like you, I mean, Shonen Jump, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yes, like, chapter, entire chapters. Week to week. I can barely draw a page in a day, so I couldn't, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't live that life. But, uh, I mean, they true, true, they do have, like, assistants and things, but that's still a lot of work. Yes. And, and it's, uh, I think the standard is about 19 pages a week, and the first chapter is usually, like, around, uh, 45 to 57, I think. Mm-hmm. Something to that So. Effect. So that's a lot. Like when they when they're first starting a series, you know, they start off with like a one shot to test the waters to see what will stick and what will need to be fixed. So that that, that they have more time on. But once that weekly crunch starts creeping in, mm. there is no sleep. There is no. You're just thinking, how can I save time? How can I draw this faster? And like sometimes that leads to like advancements in their art because they get when, when you draw faster, you draw looser. You draw better sense of speed, better sense of posing. Mm-hmm. Because the more time you spend on something, the more you're gonna like you're gonna draw over, you're gonna straighten things out, and they can lose some of the magic that way. But so this whole system of just cranking out 19 pages a week, some people with help, some people without. Some people go without assistance, which is crazy. Yeah, like, I can't I can't believe Junji Ito doesn't have any assistance, and he cranks out that level of detail. But yeah, uh, it's it's it, like you said, it really is interesting the effect that. These, these these schedules have on these artists and and their style and their their evolution over time just because mm-hmm. as like it's it's not even just the way that the uh the time frame affects their style it's the way they adjust as an artist to the time frame over time within their time frame because you have people advancing and growing as artists under this immense pressure it's, and you see some of them you see see bloom and some of them you see crash and burn just because of the the nature of the industry like like have, cuba yeah oh man it, 
there's 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 a lot we could point to in Bleach as a series as just kind of evidence of of the difficulties within the industry and just kind of a reflection of the time of the time and mm-hmm. the artist. But that's all that said. While Bleach might not hold the same place in my heart that One Piece and Naruto do, we we can't deny that at at there was a well, there was a time where it stood head to head both of those enormous titles. Oh, definitely. I would. I I. I don't know if you can you I don't know if you can compare them now, but back then definitely they were they were three what's the phrase? You can't really say three sides of the same coin because a coin doesn't have three sides, but <laughs> you get the gist of what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the same size of a three sided coin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But then, let's let's talk about Naruto a bit more. Oh man, Nar- uh I I feel like I mentioned before that without without Dragon Ball, you don't really have modern dubbing practices or like the like uh, like uh the very strong and solid localization that isn't that isn't watering down i feel like naruto was at just the right time where localization was kind of on on the upswing Mm -hmm. and because of that naruto ended up being immensely popular because it was very accessible and very well implemented in terms of how it was localized both in both in the anime and the games and just it was the perfect storm for it's perfect storm you know storm series uh for for uh, for establishing bam slam dunk <laughs> for establishing a series as for establishing uh, a setting for a series to become as popular as naruto did and maintain the popular mm-hmm. what which uh out of all the Naruto mediums, which one did you uh, consume the most? Uh, at first, it was the anime. Uh, I wa- as as I said, I watched the entire filler entire filler series week to week. I can't but, believe that. Yeah, but as uh, as as things got a bit busier and and like as I got into high school, I was like I'm tired of waiting week to week. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read. It. I'm just gonna burn through it, and then mm-hmm. and then I'll catch up every couple of months. And that and I ended up just reading the manga. I think like catching up every now and again for a long time. And then once it got to like, like the late five hundreds chapters, like, Oh, this is <laughs> pretty good. I'm just keep, I'm just going to w- read, read that link to it. <laughs> I so, think, yeah. I think for me, I definitely started watching anime mostly. And then I think around, um, around like the Rasengan arc, mm-hmm. when he was learning the Rasengan, that's when I started reading it. And I pretty much read, at that point, I read all the way up to uh, where Shippuden started. So I pretty much, because I I would check it out from the library as much as I could. So I was just checking out like 10 yeah. volumes a week. And I was just binging Naruto. And I'm just like, oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. There's, and there's so much more blood in this one. So I like it more because <laughs> yeah. I'm a kid and, I, and, and I'm dark. It's, I need. <laughs> to be fair, it's actually a, one, kind of one of the interesting interesting things about the evolution of uh, Kishimoto as an artist was just how rough and tumble early Naruto was compared to Shippuden. Right, right. It's, it's... Naruto was a scrapper. Yeah, he was. <laughs> in the day. There was, like, the entire, was, the entire was no, Kiba fight no was... Set style. The entire Kiba fight was just him getting dirty, and mm-hmm. the Neji fight was him literally digging through dirt until his, <laughs> until, until his nails broke and bled. Right? Like, Naruto didn't practice Taijutsu. Naruto fought to survive. Yep. <laughs> he was fighting for his life. But Naruto is like, that was like one of the first, like, like that was one of the first series, like, at, like post Dragon Ball, where, like, 
everyone was like in agreement, just like, oh yeah, this is good. It's something good. This uh-huh. is great. Love it. Everyone, everyone talked about it at school. Everyone, I think it was one. It was the second thing I ever went on. Like I ever went online for. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't go on forums very often. But you better believe I was on the Dragon Ball Z forum looking at pictures of Dragon Ball AF. Oh man, uh, <laughs> there was a. I remember there was the, a website a long time ago that I used to to read the Naruto manga. I don't even know if it's still up. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it called? I think it was called Saiyan Island. Oh, dude, Saiyan Island? Yeah. I think I used that. For- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a, so what a weird time in my life. Well, back, back when I was on like the Dragon Ball Z forums, I was like, I was like 10. And I couldn't fathom how you could draw like characters from Dragon Ball Z that well and, and it not be official. So, yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, anything I saw that was well drawn was like canon in my head. <laughs> it must be real. I was like, you can't, because of course he drew it. Like, look at it. <laughs> Super, Super Saiyan 5 silver haired Goku is the strongest thing in existence, and I love it and I need it. Oh man. And now it's and now it's real. It was instinct before Ultra Instinct. The, the, the Super Saiyan 5 Dragon Ball AF was. Uh, that's something that that's could an, only, that's, that's the, that could only have existed at that time. That's an iconic internet picture. I know. It's like, if it were any later in the internet, people would have known it was fake. And it couldn't right. have existed earlier because it wouldn't have spread quite as wide. Uh, <laughs> so it, that is a microcosm of both manga culture and internet culture at the time. Because you had the West fiending for more information. They just wanted anything. Anything they can get their hands on. Because <laughs> we were tired of getting it drip fed to us. Because it took oh, so long like, to oh, get man. everything. How, uh, how, long did it took, how long did it take for the, like, the localization of the last episode of GT? <laughs> I, think, Compared- I, think, I think they wrapped up in like 2007. My goodness, that's, that's absurd <laughs> to me. <laughs> And GT was over before the 2000s started. Yeah, GT was over in like what, like like 98, 96, one of those two. Yeah, like <laughs> GT was over and done, and we weren't even like in the Frieza saga yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, it's not like it is nowadays. Nowadays, as soon as something comes out, it's out for everyone. Yeah, um, the, the Offici- offici- of- like officially or not. Yeah, the advent of simulcast is uh, it's pretty wild. It's great. I love the fact that I can just because uh, like catching up with, with like Naruto and everything back in the day, it was so easy to get spoiled. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't even get me started I, on that. I, re- I remember seeing like the Gara fight and I'm just like, but well, you're fighting Zabuza. <laughs> what's 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 Naruto doing? <laughs> Who's this guy? Why is the nine tailed fox out? This. <laughs> <laughs> This is back when Sasuke's most copied jutsu was shooting out a fireball out of his mouth. Yep. Now he throws planets at gods. <laughs> that's <laughs> a problem. That's a problem I have with Naruto, by the way. Yeah, it's the the degree of power creep is kind of certain. They're too strong. <laughs> <laughs> They're not ninjas anymore. Nothing they do is subtle. Well, I, I I feel like they weren't ninjas in like by the third arc they stopped being ninjas. But they. Yeah, but they could lie. I, I would. I believe the lie that they were ninjas. <laughs> like, like you had, you had like the beginning of the tuning exam start with 
Naruto learning to summon a giant frog bigger than a city. And I was I was willing to be- I was willing to believe that I was willing to believe <laughs> that something a ninja would need. <laughs> oh man. So I'm like, yeah, maybe they need to wipe out the town. Maybe the town saw them, so <laughs> you need a big monster. And but then, then you have that same frog, and you're riding on top of it, and you're you're transformed into a giant fox, and you're wearing the armor of your friend's aura, <laughs> cutting the moon in half. Oh, man. And I'm just like, no. No, not what quite. Are you, what are you doing, Naruto? This is too much. <laughs> How can anyone beat you at this point? That's why it's about Boruto now, because Naruto's a god. So is Sasuke. They're all gods now. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty... It's absurd, but personally, I don't mind it. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get why this turns some people off. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> Did you finish the manga? Yeah. Naruto manga? Yeah, I finished. Oh. I remember reading the last chapter and being like, I can't believe it's over. <laughs> but then you are a stronger man than I, because I tapped out around uh when they first met killer b oh yeah that's like and i think that's like the 500s i mm. think i was yeah. just like i'm out I, I actually it wasn't even that uh, uh what happened is around that chapter naruto went on a slight hiatus oh yeah and during that hiatus i had time to reflect <laughs> on, how, on how dumb naruto was <laughs> oh man it, it, it was their fault for giving you the chance <laughs> they should have kept. They should have kept cranking straight to my brain. <laughs> but once, once that haze of like of action and, and like shown in few goodness went away, I could see clearly. Like I pierced the veil, and I'm just like, wait a second, is is Naruto stupid? Is this series actually not that good? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no, no it can't, it can't be. be. It's impossible. It's the fans who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's but but after that I was sporadically checked back in mm-hmm. because I had the there were some there were certain events spoilery events that I had to see with my own eyes yeah and uh, every time I, every time I would come back to Naruto I would get mad because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would come back and I'm just like he did what <laughs> they're doing what now they did what to who what what? I, would, I, I would come back again and I'm just like he said what. <laughs> and I was just like every time, every time I come back to read Naruto, I'm just angry because it's it's so silly now. And and like now, now the way I feel about manga is a lot different. I actually like it when things get really silly. Mm-hmm. Like I, we'll talk about that a little later. But <laughs> my views on manga have changed. Yeah, and, and naturally, as as we grow as people, and and it's it's interesting that. As people grow that have followed manga since since their inception, so you have growing audiences. Artists change their changing their styles or changing their writing for those growing audiences. But mm-hmm. Naruto is a will always hold a special place in my heart as one of those series that Definitely. just kind of existed at the inception of my of my interest in this genre of this in this medium. Yes, yes, Naruto, rise, <laughs> judo chop, leap. <laughs> Hua, <laughs> rise, rise! Oh man, <laughs> you know. Well, we we we've, we've been avoiding it, but we gotta talk about One Piece. Oh my goodness! The thing is, it there's just so much to say, and even if we did our best to say all of it, like if we would be here for uh, like what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> very, very true. So let's short and sweet. One Piece is still running and it's still good. Yes, that's the weirdest part. It's like, oh, he's, he's probably suffered from author's fatigue by now and this is probably awful. What do you mean it's not? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's still good? How dare it still be good? It's weird because like one Piece. One, you can clearly, you can clearly tell he's making it up as it, as it goes. Like he has certain, he has certain beats planned out, but mm-hmm. in between those beats, he's making it up. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it still good? <laughs> I, I feel like he's, Oda, Oda is just one of those artists, kind of like Toriyama, where we're even flying by the seat of his pants, as Toriyama often did. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's still, crea- he's still up. Uh, just has such a good understanding of what makes a good story or a good chapter or a good art and is able to implement that understanding into these these very succinct and very powerful character interaction that mm-hmm. that consistently portray these stories in a way that that is so amazingly entertaining to consume like one one piece if there are many things one piece is it's never boring <laughs> One, one Piece is definitely... Okay, well, real quick. Uh-huh. The only time One Piece has ever bored me is the flashback in Skypiea arc. I'll never forgive it. <laughs> I adored it. it was I so hate good. Roland. He's not uh, interesting. See, it's he's so uninteresting to you that you don't even know his name. It's Nolan. <laughs> oh, it's Nolan? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, it's Monk. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> That's how much you hate him. You just. So, I'm not, I was so not into it. I'm not. I think it's. <laughs> I don't like. It's. I. I can't even explain why I don't like it. Was it's just was, it, was, it the, was it the chestnut head? No, I like that. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I like his design. <laughs> just everything yeah, he said just made me mad. <laughs> just like I don't care. But he's Roland, a, Nolan. But he's a, but he's a buff doctor. He's Doctor K. Doctor K is better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But besides that, which kind of tainted Skype arc for me, but that's never here nor there. One Piece is definitely a very consistently written manga. Yeah. That has made me cry more every- times than I than I clear this close. Yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah, every, every time. time. <laughs> I open I open the chapter and then once I go through my box of tissues, I read it. <laughs> so So that's happened uh, about nine hundred times. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. <laughs> and and it, we we would kind of be remiss to not mention this, but as One Piece is incredible, sometimes sometimes the anime is also good. <laughs> sometimes, oh man, the, the One Piece anime is unfortunate in parts. <laughs> in parts, some some like like the uh, the Saving Robin arc, very oh, good, man. very very good. <laughs> That I, I feel like the Saving Robin arc, uh, the was it? Uh, uh, I think that's uh, the CP nine arc or the water, the water seven. Lots of numbers, lots of numbers and names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the CP nine arc. Yes, yeah. uh, the anim- The in terms of the anime, it was carried by like in- incredible action scenes and just so uh, much character. The best. That's 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 the best One Piece fight for me. Like nothing so far. People, people really like uh, like Luffy versus Katakuri. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the, the clan favorite fight. Mm-hmm. But uh, you you just can't top Luffy versus Lucy. Like, like they even sound their names even sound similar. <laughs> it it sounds like, cool. Like it was such uh, like the way they the way their like abilities went against each other. Like mm-hmm. 
they're com- they're completely different set of ideals. Like Luffy's all about freedom. Lucy is all about rules. Yes. So it's, it was it was <laughs> yeah. Luffy fought the law and he won. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, and Lucy's back. So oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> for me, for me, probably the highlight of of both. Interestingly enough, both the manga and the anime for for that arc and just kind of in general. It was the I want to live scene. Mm. Oh. <laughs> My feelings. It's, oh man, I, I, I feel like, as I've said, we could, we could sit here and talk about One Piece until the manga ends. <laughs> <laughs> and then talk for another 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, One Piece will definitely be getting its own episode, but. Yes. I think moving past the big three. Which in which all three of them in their own rights are very solid pieces of work. Two of them up to points. One of them still going. Mm-hmm. But the marks the marks they left on Shonen as a whole cannot be understated. Yes, in no way can it be denied that they they have influenced the industry. Like not just Shonen, just like <laughs> manga and comics in general. Yeah. One Piece is the is like the best selling comic in the world. Yep. Like. Okay, so think of it this way: like One Piece <laughs> is a, is a story told by one guy, not in for like uh, for for over like a little over twenty years so far. Batman and Superman are stories told by hundreds of guys, <laughs> hundreds of guys, and and ever for, more artists for for like over sixty years or more, probably more, <laughs> and it's still not selling as well as. One piece. And it just goes to show you how 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 wide the um, That's crazy. I love One Piece. It's very good. I love Naruto. I like Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm re- I can reflect out those statements uh, almost entirely accurately. <laughs> I might I might love Bleach. I'm on the border of loving Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I love parts of Bleach. Yes. I I there are parts of Bleach I like more than Naruto. Definitely, but Bleach is such a series of incredible highs that are so short, and oh, incredible yeah. lows that are so long. <laughs> like the like Ichiko Ichiko's like first Bankai. Oh my goodness! Uh, That's uh, <laughs> Chef Kiss Fingertips, right there. Like the first Getsuwa Tengo, whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> Getsuwa Tensho. Getsuwa Tensho, and I'm just like, oh, it's just a big energy wave, but it's so cool. <laughs> Like I, I for a while I had uh, you uh, remember in the early Soul Society arc mm-hmm. when Ichigo was fighting Renji, there was where there was Urahara's speech to Ichigo. If you're going, if you're going to cut Kiru, because that's the Japanese word for to slash or to slice. He was so. Good. I have that memorized in my heart. <laughs> in your heart of hearts. In my heart of hearts. Well, that's what Shonen does, man. It. It, it it sparks the flames of a young boy's heart. Yes, like shonen's for everyone, indeed. But but it's special for boys. Yeah, because <laughs> like ah, <laughs> when you like when you're a dude, you're like there's something in you that that, that no matter like nerd, jock, freaking <laughs> smart, dumb. There's there's like there's a there's a part in your heart that like shonen will touch no matter who you are. Yes. You can be the most stone cold serious person in real life, and you'll 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 see Rock Lee drop those weights, and something will change inside of you. Your soul will burn. 
<laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, I, I think I feel like at this point we're we're heading into the the modern era of, of manga. But there's there's kind of one thing I want to mention. Just give honorable mention to before we move on too far. It's go it's, for it. It's technically not. It technically wasn't introduced via manga, but kind of led to the advent of of manga and the push of uh, Japanese media in general. And it's it's gonna be kind of out of left field here, mm-hmm. but it's the Pokemon series. Huh. A lot. Uh, we think Pokemon. Very few people think manga. That's very few people's first thought. Right, right. But without uh, po- Pokemon being there, alongside things like things like uh, things like Yu Gi Oh and Digimon, yeah, that pl- was collectible anime. Yeah, collectible anime. Market yeah. m- like m- the 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 marketing dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, without without those, I feel like anime would anime and manga would not nearly have quite the clutches that they do in, in, in youth media these days. I don't think Konami would have any money. Konami would definitely be dirt poor. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that without a doubt. <laughs> they would not be co-money for anyone in the Yu-Gi-Oh! community. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. But I just wanted to put that out there. Pokemon's a, Pokemon's a shounen. Yeah. Pokemon so is, is a Pokemon, Pokemon Yep, yeah, they're all shounen. Like, shounen, nowadays, like, shounen as a whole is... A little harder to define than just boys manga, mm-hmm. but when you read a shonen, you'll know you're reading a shonen. Yeah, that's like the best way to put shonen. Like, unless it's Death Note. <laughs> Death Note toes the line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Death, Death Note is one of those technically shonen that doesn't feel like a shonen. Like, I can't believe Death Note ran in shonen jump. Come on, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? This is for kids. Okay, okay. All that said. We should probably move on to the next segment because we've been we've been going on it. We've been going at this for. A <laughs> All right. Now that you guys know a bit about the history of Shonen, we're going to move on to some of our recommendations for Shonen. Yes, yes, yes. These are our series recommendations. Now for a lesson. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Go beyond. Okay, so we are going to talk about some of our favorite shonen manga. These aren't the best, necessarily. (laughs) These are just the ones that we would like to recommend to you guys. Yeah, in general, this this is coming straight from the heart. Which is the best the best way to, to talk about shonen. Hundred <laughs> percent. You might not get so the most like, solid of writing, but you know. The art tells. Oh god, you'll feel something. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna start with one of yours? Oh I I I'll, I have a bunch written down. I'm not gonna read all of them up because I want everyone to experience so manga many. in the way that they that they feel is right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm gonna start with a solid one, I definitely wanna start with Shaman King. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Shaman King. Oh my goodness. I feel like I feel like that's a it, it was in this weird weird uh, time space in terms of its existence as a series. It wasn't quite as popular as I feel like it should have been, but mm-hmm. at the same time it did have its shine. It, it it's not it's I can't say it's underrated because 
everyone that knows of it loves it. At least, according to, as far as I can tell. It recently celebrated its 20th anniversary. So it's... And it's still going, technically. Yes, technically, yes. But I, in this case, I'm talking about the original series. Mm-hmm. The, that said, I have read most of most of the extended universe stuff. Good. Which is weird. To, which is weird to say, <laughs> the Shaman King extended universe. <laughs> but I've read I've read most of the extended universe stuff, and that's also very good. Oh, that's that's nice to hear because I haven't I haven't poked my nose into the new Shaman King yeah, recently. I, I, I think that's fair. But that said, Shaman King the original series is it's it's incredible and it's very tightly written. I love but, Shaman King. Shaman yeah. King is a very solid pick. There, there's no wasted movement. <laughs> Sh- Shaman King is very unique, like mm-hmm. in terms of story and the way it's drawn. Yeah, the art, uh, the art direction of Shaman King is so interesting in terms of its aesthetics. Shaman King actually is probably one of the the biggest single definers of my personal aesthetic in my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't I'm, look at Shaman King and not be influenced a little bit. Yeah, everything has its so own cool. personal flair. I, I, I aspire to look as relaxed as Yo one day. <laughs> I, Yo, Yo's a Yo's a very very good like shonen protagonist. Like, and it's interesting because he's he's very atypical of his period. He's so mature. I know it's the best part. He doesn't scream once. <laughs> like the, the 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 one time you see, like the first time you see real tense emotion from yo is it's that is such an important moment to the series mm-hmm. and that's the first time he fights faust yeah that was the first time he ever got angry oh man and he lost because of it yeah but, oh man shaman king has some uh, it's so tightly written and its themes are very are very poignant and very powerful mm-hmm. there's a it's a lot of a lot of meta commentary and a lot of character every character is is fleshed out and has a purpose. Right, right. Yeah, Shaman King is a very ph- philosoph- uh, philosophical series. Like it's it's it speaks so strongly on like on like morality and like just in terms of how serious you should take life and just how serious mm-hmm. you should take ev- let everything affect you. Like the way Yo works is just he he really is like a protagonist and the fact that he doesn't start anything, he just he just reacts. Yeah. It's- Shaman King has some of my favorite, like, single quotes in manga. Mm. It's uh, one of them, especially. It's uh, it's it's. I think it's it's Yo talking to talking talking to. I don't remember exactly who was talking to, but it's towards the end of the series. It's Yo saying uh, saying, "I don't live to have a long life. I live to live right." Like, oh, Yo. It's like, oh, oh man, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Ah, what a good series! Okay, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I wouldn't I wouldn't have bought the two figures if I wasn't <laughs> a big. They are very expensive. I won't I won't say the price, but <laughs> I shouldn't have spent that much on them. <laughs> I will hide my shame. I will recommend the series. Very okay. good series. Okay, that's it. Let's jump to you. Well, actually, I want to say a few more things about Shaman. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's, let's, let's keep our feet on the ground then. As someone who appreciates character design a lot, it's my it's. <laughs> my field shaman king's character designs are in the like the toppest of tiers in manga <laughs> like yes, yes you're not you, you you'll be hard pressed to find character designs that stick out like shaman king in a good way yeah it's it's not it's, it's not just 
like singular character designs either. It's incredible how well he touches varied character designs in terms of mm-hmm. like you have the X laws, like like bright white, super shiny with essentially Gundams. <laughs> yeah. And then you have and then you have uh, I don't remember exactly what team it is, but it was the it was the Viking team. Oh like, yeah, the ice the ice. Yeah, the Iceman. It's like they they all had super super uh, Nordic designs and all the like these strange monsters for their spirits. And yeah, I like the fact that all their spirits were nature based. And then you have those two in the same series. It's like <laughs> by <then> the same. <laughs> if it was if it wasn't if it was drawn by anyone else, they wouldn't fit together. It's it's uh it's incredible how his his reach as an artist <laughs> and an author yes, shaman king shaman. It's it's interesting though. Like he actually uh, he worked with Stan Lee on like a manga. Oh yeah, I forgot what it was called. I uh, I, I would like the character design for that one too. Uh, I forgot what it was called as well. But it's interesting because that's like that's that truly is emerging of like the West Indies. It was Ultimo. Ultimo, right? Ultimo. I I I, I think I read one chapter. Of it. I think I did too. That said. The art is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak on the story yet because I haven't finished it, but the art, yes. The yes. art is very good. I believe, I, bl- I believe Stan Lee makes a cameo in the <laughs> Of course he does. <laughs> He's Stan Lee. What, what can you do? <laughs> All right. I think with that said, let's jump to you. Let's jump to the next one. Let's jump to you. All right. So a series that I would like to talk about is one that we have discussed on many an occasion. <laughs> one that's very dear to both you and me. And that series is Zatch Bell. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Zatch Bell. One little, little doll people. <laughs> A series that I never thought I would like this much. <laughs> Zatch Bell is such a tightly written, such a consistently entertaining, consistently tear jerking, consistently hilarious series yes i don't know how he made something that could make me cry so so hard from like laughter and like actual sadness i I read it every year (laughs) (laughs) i love all the characters which is rare there's usually at least one i hate there's one Mm -hmm. character in there that i'm pretty sure you're supposed to hate but but i i don't i like him (laughs) (laughs) uh and the action, the action is it's so well done. Okay, so this the the things that make that make up a shonen for me. Like these are the the three these are the three things I judge every shonen on. It's the big like, three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one character design, like like just well, just character design, like weapon design in general, like design of the the art, the art style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like two is like the characters themselves. Like how they work, how the story goes, and everything, mm-hmm. and then like three, the actual action scenes. And it, from the sounds of it, Satch Bell hits all three pretty strong. Satch Bell hits all three. There's a lot that only hit like one or two, or if you're a world trigger, none. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the world trigger fans out there. Sorry, guys, your your manga's boring. I'm still reading it, but it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Satch Bell hits it out of the park with all three. Like Reku, Reku Sensei draws. He draws the funniest. He rivals Oda in terms of like 
expression. Mm-hmm. Zatch Bell has some of Zatch Bell could just just shows me Zatch doing like a face, and it's funnier <laughs> than, than any dialogue he could ever uh-huh. write. <laughs> it's uh, it's the incredible power of of uh, Raiko as an artist <laughs> that that kind of drives home the in the the intensity and, and like supreme exaggeration of these characters mm-hmm. that that while like they're hyper they're they're hyper hyperboles they're all hyperbolic yeah but at the same time they all have very grounded and believable inspirations and and aspirations definitely that, but... that pull at the heart like every backstory is very believable and like all the char- the way the characters influence each other is really touching and really mm-hmm. really solid like yeah it, it's like Zatch's Zatch's whole story is based off of like the sacrifice of one character and they never let you forget that yes it's it's not just uh like uh solidity of the characters solidity of the backstory it's the delivery like mm-hmm. like the structure of the of the storytelling is is such that no, no plot threads are lost as the series progresses. Like at least nothing, nothing vital to the series or nothing vital to to the experience that is Zatch Bell. Everything has, has so much weight. It'd be, it'd be pretty hard to poke some holes into this. It's like it's pretty, it's pretty solid throughout. Yes, and like, oh man, Zatch Bell. So <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> yes, yeah, speaking on the action, it's mm. it's one of the one of the the impressive things about Zatch Bell as a series is the fact that even one-on fight, a one-on-one fights are necessarily two-on-two. Right. It's always plus the whole the whole pre- let me quick premise on yeah uh, Zatch Bell. Let's break it down. So Zatch Bell, Zatch Bell stars um, Kiyomaru, a young uh, truant from in a Japanese society who has withdrawn from society because he feels that he is too smart for the world. In some ways, he's he can't, not wrong. He can't, yeah, he he is he is incredibly intelligent, and because of that, he is shunned by the rest of his class because they feel as though he is so smart they wouldn't have anything in common, and so he slowly starts to feel the same way, becoming more and more withdrawn. But that's all turned on its head once a small naked boy comes flying through his window on an eagle, on an eagle carrying a fish in his mouth. <laughs> What a series! And at first, and at, <laughs> and at first, Kyo's just like, "I'm gonna throw you out because you're a weird naked kid," and he gets struck by lightning. Fusakerna, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, "That's not right. That's that's wrong. <laughs> you don't just shoot lightning." And from that point on, we join these this weird naked boy who still, who who soon puts on the clothes. Yes, and this. This this poor beaten on high school student, <laughs> and we followed them on their journey to make Zatch the king of his world. Yes, and what a journey that is! Just because probably the thing that we've we've talked about all this stuff Zatch Bell does well, mm-hmm. like character design, action, expressions. But I feel like kind of the thing that it, it's it's relatively understated, but at the same time. The thing that Zatchbell does the best is probably its character development. Oh yes, 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 yes. Keo from the from the first chapter and Keo from the last chapter are two completely different characters. And and the journey is believable. That's the best part. Right. You can tell you can totally see where he came from to get to this point. Like 
Oh, it's so it's so solid. Yes, like There's... and not just and not just Kiel, like all the all the rival characters, all the other mm-hmm. like you see that you see them grow and like and they grow together. So like you can totally believe like all the friendships that are born. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and it's weird because in this in the story, like these are characters that know that only one of them can win this fight to be king. Yes, and and yet the team building is so strong that they're. They're totally fine with the fact that they're going to have to fight each other. And you're fine with it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to even if like even if even if that doesn't win, you're OK with these other characters winning. Yes, because they just they have so much uh, so much charm and charisma in their characters that that you become endeared to them just as much as the main character, even if they don't get nearly as much screen time or panel time. Panel space? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll break. Oh, but yeah, Zatch, and it's weird because like I feel like Zatch Bell kind of did with with uh with Toriyama couldn't, and the fact that Zatch and his friends are s- such compact character designs, mm-hmm. but the action's totally believable. Yes, like like Toriyama had to change had to, had to age up Goku to make the action scenes feel better to him, but Zatch Bell doesn't do that that's that's yeah. Zach stays a tiny little guy that he always and he's still cool he's still so cool yeah <laughs> you know, it's it, oh man character development doesn't just exist in in uh in terms of like character emotions or character character traits but the caring the, the the ability to carry character aesthetics like Zach Zach in, the, in chapter one could not have nearly the same cool factor as Zatch at the end of the story. Oh, just those panels where he's just like standing and like his, his, his cloak is billowing. Oh. And I'm just like, oh my God, this this seven year old kid's the coolest boy in the world. Oh man. The, the, the way, way Raiko draws his eyes. Uh, they're so, he draws them so, so, so majestically. They're so cool. Those are the eyes of a king. Yes. Yes. But uh, if you, if I, I feel like some people might might have seen like the anime and the anime is good too, but it doesn't, it doesn't like give off the same weight as the manga. Yeah. Like having a good anime is, is great and all, but it's, it's hard when it doesn't have the same gravitas or doesn't have the same impact as, as the manga, because sometimes you feel like, Oh, why would I go to read the manga when on like, Oh, this the anime was good. It wasn't great though. Mm-hmm. Like nothing quite it didn't quite grip me. Like, like for example, like one one of the main rivals, Brago. In the anime, he looks pretty cool. In the manga, he's he's downright threatening. Like he's scary in the mm-hmm. manga. It's it's just like, a reflection of the of not necessarily production value in the traditional sense, but the 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 ability the medium gives in portraying characters. Mm-hmm. Like you can you, you you can just you can put so much time into like a page of a manga, and an anime, you, you, it's 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 moving. Yeah. So you you can't just stick on something like a manga. You read at your own pace. Mm-hmm. A, a really good manga will will guide, guide yeah, you will through guide it the pace. At, yes. the, at, at the like it'll guide you through at the pace it wants you to like. Toriyama was really good at that. Yeah, he was really good at making you turn the page. At, arguably, at the page. arguably a superpower of his. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like it was it was like genius, like very good draftsman Toriyama. Say what you want about him, but 
<laughs> the man, the man knows how to draw a manga. Indeed. But I think that's pretty much all I want to say on Zatch Bell. For now. If, we'll if you now. haven't if you haven't read it, go read it. Yes. Uh sadly, they never finished translating it over here. But the internet's so, a thing. Yeah. I mean I'm not not n- you didn't get it from me. Yeah, not condoning but, uh, anything, but you know. But uh buy buy as much as you can and then I, I'll, I'll and then fly away. to Japan for the rest. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, do that. It's all ticks. But do you have another recommendation? Well, oh, I have. I have a couple. I oh, it, this is rough because I know we're not going to have time to go over everything. But yeah, we're going to have to start speeding through some of these. Yeah, but that said, uh, I also had Zatchel on this list, but mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew you were going to. You know, I knew you. Were, so I didn't have one of us is going to have to talk about no, it. One of us is going to. Uh, I think the next one on my list is going to be an oldie but a goodie. Probably one of the like, most iconic manga just in general. But that probably doesn't get as much of a shine from the Western audience. It's, it's mm-hmm. Slam Dunk. Ooh. Slam that's, Dunk. That's, that's a good one. Slam Dunk is probably one of the, one of the technically best drawn manga of all time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just as an artist, uh, I think Inoue-san? Uh, Takehiko Inoue, I believe. I'm mm, not sure. Let me make sure. Yeah, Takehiko Inoue. So Inoue-san is just an incredible artist. And Slam Dunk is such a, a, a work of art and a force of nature. <laughs> <laughs> like, seeing, seeing, seeing these characters interact with each other, uh, playing... Well, it's Slam Dunk. It's called Slam Dunk. It's a, it's a manga about basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of the most solid sports manga ever, ever put, ever, ever penned to paper. It's a, it's, I, I don't, I like playing sports, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you'll have to force me to watch a game on TV. But mm-hmm. sports manga, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yes, because, because it's, it's, it's just a battle manga, but yeah, it's, it's sports. <laughs> so it's. It's a battle manga where, where the narrative doesn't have to be fed externally because it is the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like it's very easy to get invested into a sport if you know the people, right? And when when, when it's character driven and driven by such charming characters as that, at that, like with the characters in Slam Dunk, mm-hmm. it's, it's so easy to invest yourself fully into into this this incredible action and incredible of art that is slam dunk and i don't know what i what more i could say about it other than it being just this tightly written experience that kind of leaves leaves you like leaves you breathless Mm -hmm. slam dunk slam dunk is definitely one of those iconic like shonen jump works like Mm -hmm. if you're thumbing through like the back catalog of of shonen jump there's like a few you you know like stuff like yu Yu hakusho Mm -hmm. It, it stands on like that level like like you, you, you need the re- if you if you want to get into a genre, that's one of the ones you want to yeah. start off with. Yeah, read Slam Dunk. <laughs> Slam Dunk's cool. It kind of, I like the it toes the line between a sport a sports and a delinquent manga, which is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we're talking like favorite like subject matter, delinquent manga is my favorite thing in the world, <laughs> and I don't weird. know why. <laughs> <laughs> but that can lead into another recommendation of mine. 
Okay, let's hear it. Which, which will not be the last time I talk about this series, but it will be the first. <laughs> and that series is Congo Bancho. Now, this oh. is a bit on the more obscure side. Let's give it some light, then. Yes, definitely. This is... I'm sure you're pretty much everyone's familiar with uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Very popular manga and anime going on right now. Actually, I think the manga's, like, recently. I stopped reading it because... <laughs> they, they they told me it was done, and then the epilogue kept going, and I got mad because I'm just like, it's over. I know what happened, so I'm leaving, and I left. <laughs> but this is their previous work, Conga Bancho. It's the story of a Bancho, which is the leader of like a delinquent group in Japan, and it stars Congo, a young man on a quest to stop his brother from destroying the world and you would think <laughs> how can one man destroy the world but you haven't seen these men <laughs> <laughs> these characters this this manga is everything I could possibly want in a shonen manga <laughs> the character designs are amazing and hilarious the, the way that it's not I wouldn't even call it like a like a big muscle action hero manga like the main character is but they're all drawn so uniquely. It's so it's so interesting the way they're drawn. Like you see Kanga Bancho and he's just like a giant hulking, like spiked haired, like not even like not not normal spike, like they show they show an x-ray of his head. Mm-hmm. And his hair has bones. Like the way <laughs> the way his skull is shaped is like <laughs> spikes jutting out. Oh, like man. he's he's more beast than man. <laughs> <laughs> he he the way I would describe him, if you guys are familiar with the Yakuza series, he's he's Kiryu like times twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's amazing. The supporting cast is also really good. The other basically the story of this manga is Congo wants to stop his brother from destroying the world. And to do that he has to dismantle his brother's project, which is the 21 Bancho District program, I think. So he has to go around every district of Japan and defeat the Bancho there. So it's a very, it's a very basic plot, mm-hmm. but it's so fun. The, the plot is more a device for, for the action and the... Yes, and the action is... Ooh, it's good. It's good, it's good <laughs> action. <laughs> uh, this, is, this, is, this is definitely where... Uh, although the story might be a little bit lacking, the character design and the action is uh top tier it's, and i love it it's one of those where it's uh, it's strength more than makes up for the short <laughs> uh like some of the characters like let me let me talk about a few of the bancho besides okay. congo run, run through it run through it hit me with it so let me hit you with a few of my favorites one of my favorites is a character named uh uh dirty dirty bancho <laughs> <laughs> his his whole thing is that he fights dirty and you would think that would make him weak but he's probably one of the strongest characters in the manga, Be- and, that, and that's because he fights. Because he fights so dirty, he uh, he knows how to fight. <laughs> he's just like I, I know how to fight, so now I can twist it in my favor. And his fights are some of the best ones in the manga. The, and like, even though he's dirty, Bancho, he's probably the like the, the most sympathetic of all the of all of them. Uh, I see. I see. There's another one called I think his name is Banketsu Bancho, and he's the Bancho of the Burning Soul. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I can see why you'd like this character. All of his, all of his 
fights are just he he wants to turn the, the reason he joined the project is he wants to he wants to turn Japan back into a nation of hot blooded men. Yes. And he fights with gauntlets that are full of gunpowder. And there there's a scene where him and Conga Bancho share a look of understanding as they <laughs> as as they grab like a fifty thousand volt wire and, and they use their bodies to connect to connect <laughs> a line and they're just like yeah. Yes. yes, I need it. That's pretty absurd, but I can respect it. There's a few more. Bon- there's one that's that. There's one that dresses like a dinosaur. There's <laughs> one Boncho that is just a shark. He is Shark Boncho. He is a giant shark. There's one, and there's another Boncho, Goriki Boncho, who lifts up said shark, <laughs> and she is a tiny girl. Yes, and I, I, I would. Lo- I could talk about all the Boncho but I won't because you need to see them to believe them. Another interesting thing is that when he was, when he was uh, drawing this manga, uh-huh. a lot of the uh, designs for Bancho were sent in by fans, which is really cool. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That's uh, so I, he includes, I always love like a lot of fan mate. Yeah. It's always cool. Stuff like ultimate muscle, like Nikki man did that in like, uh, like the mega man's mega man. Did, yeah. It's I love, I love it when, when they let fans, participate it's fun as long as they don't let them run the story because that's that's a surefire <laughs> way to get a sloppy story <laughs> but it was so it's it's it is right up my alley mm. it's it's not my favorite manga of all time but it it, it i think it's it it hits to the core of who i am as a person it hits all the right notes <laughs> yes and i from everything i've heard so far it sounds like it would make an amazing fighting amazing what amazing fighting game Oh my god, that's all I would play. <laughs> that if, would that was, life. if that was real, I wouldn't. This podcast wouldn't exist. I'd just be playing Conga Bancho all day. <laughs> so, long story short, everyone stop watching Seven Deadly Sins until they make a Conga Bancho anime. <laughs> <laughs> Support your locals. It just needs to be twelve episodes. That's all they could fit it. Oh, it'd be like twelve one-hour-long episodes, and that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh. Get, get, get them to make uh, one of those Netflix anime. Listen, <laughs> not CG. <laughs> oh, God, no. Just quit being cowards. And actually, no. Baki looks good, so they can well, do CG. Kengan Ashura. Just quit. Kengan Ashura looks pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about those later. I, yes, like, yes. I don't want to talk give, about them now. Give us time. But, uh, yeah. But stop being cowards and go go read Kanga Bancho. Do it. Also, stop being cowards and give me a official English release, because I need to own those on the shelf. <laughs> I think we're going to do uh, one more recommendation, so Will, would you like to do one more? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay, if there's one left, right now I'm kind of torn, because I have, like, five more <laughs> that I could talk about, but... <laughs> How about we just do, like, qu- a quick fire round, then? Okay, let's quick fire this. One of these actually is a shonen manga. Doesn't feel like a shonen manga. It actually got a movie. <laughs> That it's actually pretty good, but not as good as the manga, in my opinion. That's mm-hmm. Koe, Koe no Katachi, or Shape Ooh. of Voice. Ooh, what's this? As the movie is uh, is translated to a silent voice. Oh, that. <laughs> yes. Some of you some of you may know it as a silent voice. Original name, Koe no Katachi. But is that a shonen? Ran in shonen. It ran in a weekly shonen, shonen magazine. Weird. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I think it's technically a shonen. Just like uh, just like Death Note is technically a shonen, <laughs> it kind of rides the line because I feel like just because of the the topics it touches on, 
it kind of like bridges the gap between shonen and seinen or jose because mm-hmm. it's very mature and what it what it what it combats as a, as part of its plot but jesus christ it's, it's a it's one hell of a ride it's a it's a test of the heart i'll have to check it out then okay but we're quick firing we're quick firing all right so my next one gotta talk about this one it's pretty much a breakdown of shonen as a as a as a topic but this i'm going to talk about madaka box real quick yes L- love me some madaka box it it really it really gets to the core of what shonen is and then it destroys it yes we can make an entire we can make like two episodes definitely won't be the last time we talk about madaka box yes one thing i want to say about it it contains my favorite character of all time in manga <laughs> his name is misogi kumagawa and he is an eternal loser, and I love him. And it's be- he is the weakest character ever created. Yes. And, and, and it is because he is so weak that he is the strongest character ever created. It, if if you if you're ever to read Madaka Box, honestly, I would I would not. I don't think I would be wrong in saying this. I could recommend the entirety reading the entirety of Madaka Box just for the after story with just for that one that one chapter. Ah, oh, such a good chapter though. <laughs> That said, Madaka Box has also has one of my favorite characters of all time, and that is uh, that is he's not he's technically not the main character. It's Zenkichi. Ah, uh, yes, the ultimate the support u- role. The ultimate support character. You're never you're <laughs> never gonna find a wingman at your side that is better than Zenkichi. <laughs> like, what a good boy. What a what a good person. He is so good. He will he he will be your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> He cares about you so much <laughs> for your sake that he'll stand against you. <laughs> that said, yes, quick yes, fire, yes. quick fire. Madaka box, yes. read it. Keep going, do it. And this weak, is okay. okay. Weak, weak, weakest guy next anime, though. Weakest guy next anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I have two more on my list, but no, three, three more technically. But one of them we've already talked about, basically in full. One we talked about Epo a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna jump to this one. Full Metal Alchemist. Ah. <laughs> uh. If if you if you want to talk tight story, Jesus, it's so well written. <laughs> we we've talked about incredible technical art. This is probably one of the best written shonen stories of all time. Definitely, definitely, definitely. From from character arcs to to plot arcs, like shonen usually has pretty loose plot mm-hmm. in ter- in terms of like complexity. Full Metal Alchemist has an entire world to delve into. And all of it, mm. all of it has reason. All of it makes sense. All of it is so interconnected and in such beautiful ways. If she came up with this chapter to chapter, then she is even more amazing than I thought. But the that being that said, it's, it's by it's by a lady, which is also pretty big for Shonen. Yes. What's her name? Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you would say it because I, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's Arakawa. <laughs> Arakawa-san. Arakawa-san. Yeah, Hiromu Arakawa. Just, whew. I love her. She's the best. Actually, actually, it's, everything. It's Hiromi Arakawa. She has a she has a male pen name as Hiromu Arakawa, just because you know manga. Shonen, <laughs> shonen. But she's she's very good. Good read cow. It. Read it. Uh, if that's you... not that's not a slight, by the way. Her avatar is a cow. Yes. So yes. <laughs> just want to make that clear. <laughs> we are we are not touching this. We're good. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> that said, Full Metal Alchemist is probably the the single most uh, consumable series 
mm-hmm. in, in basically all of anime and manga that uh, probably one of the easiest to recommend to anyone. I think it's one of those rare things that transcends like like transcends like the fact that it is a manga. Yeah, like, it trans- it transcends it, the medium. Like it's it's like a cowboy bebop or some, or a ghost in the shell. Like yes, yes. If you don't, even if you don't like anime or manga, Fullmetal Alchemist. Fullmetal Alchemist will offer you something. Yes. No matter who you are. Good. Very good. Okay. And my last one will be History's Mightiest Disciple, Kanichi. There you go. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one where the story is not very strong. <laughs> and the depth of the characters isn't really that deep. Yes. <laughs> but in terms of like surface level characters, oh, they are so, so entertaining. <laughs> and, and the action scenes are so, so good. I love And Kenichi may, may well be my favorite manga protagonist ever because he is thrust into a world of brawling and fighting and he really does not want to be there. It's, uh, the uh, the nail that does not belong, and he is hammered in. Oh man, is he hammered into that world? And uh, oh, don't get me wrong, he is not good at fighting. He's very bad at it. You know, I, th- I feel like I'm sensing a theme here of you liking weak characters. <laughs> the thing is, he's very good at working hard. That's his Indeed. one talent. Indeed. You and thought Rock- you thought Rock Lee was the only one? Oh no 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 no. <laughs> You want to talk effort. And you, you're talking Kenichi. <laughs> <laughs> the mightiest of all disciples. So if you haven't read Kenichi, there's also an anime, and there were which I believe are done now, which is sad, because <laughs> they stopped the anime right when it started getting really good. Yeah. So Kenichi's also, I after I watched the anime, I waited seven years for Kenichi to be finished before I read it. So, <laughs> and, I've, and I've read it three times since then, so it's very good. It's, I love Kenichi. It's very good. It's very, it's very superficial, but mm-hmm. while that is, while that is one of its faults, also one of its strength. Yeah, because it plays to that good series very well. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Kenichi or read it, go read it. It's all done. Indeed, it's all wrapped up. And I believe that's going to do it for our recommendations. Unless you had one more. Uh, I I did technically have one more, but the thing is, we've kind of touched on it. It's Yu Gi Oh. Ah yes. We mentioned it. We mentioned it in passing, and I feel like Yu Gi Oh is one of those ones. Like I don't even have to tell you what it's about. It's Yu Gi Oh. If you're if you exist in this realm and you've and you're listening to this, you probably know what Yu Gi Oh is. Just know that the manga is very different, and in my opinion, and and that said, we I cannot understate the 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 pure ability and skill of Takahashi as an artist, and the complete lack of skill that Yu Gi has because he cheats. <laughs> he definitely cheats. That He's said, a cheater. It's fine. It's fine. That's the plot. <laughs> also, oh. Kaiba's the, Kaiba's the greatest character ever. Put the paper. Not this isn't this isn't even manga. This is just <laughs> put the paper. Fiction. In, in terms of fiction, he yeah. is you, the greatest. You, you thought you had some some solid Shakespearean characters? <laughs> nah. The Iliad, the Odyssey, you, nah. nah. Kaiba, you haven't lived till you heard Seto Kaiba, the boy himself, <laughs> say, "Oh, look, it's the nerd herd." <laughs> And I think that's going to do it for our recommendations. Indeed. So we are going to move on to this isn't these aren't really this isn't really a recommendation more so a very 
I I just want someone to look at this. Someone yes. look at this. Someone look at this series. Yes. These are our obscure highlights. Don't screw with me, you bastards. Just who the hell do you think I am? All right. So for my obscure pick, the manga I am going to go with is a very small title known as Rokudo no Onataichi. Oh my goodness, you've read this as well. <laughs> I'm, I don't have that listed here, but I have read it. I've, I'm caught up entirely. Uh, oh, right, for real? <laughs> yes, it's very good. It's, 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 it's quite good. It's a very unique shonen. It's strange. I I really feel like you have you have a thing for, for out-of-place and weak protagonists. Oh yes, because this boy is not strong. <laughs> this, the, the, he's not strong at all. <laughs> <laughs> not in the slightest. <laughs> And even when he even when he gets strong, he doesn't even get that strong. Hey, he's just okay. <laughs> he is. Uh... So the story, <laughs> the story of Rokudo no Onataichi, is the story of a of a young boy, as most shonen are, who dreams of having a peaceful high school life. That's all he wants. <laughs> he wants to live a life where he is free to live and have fun high school memories. The only problem is the school he attends. Is filled to the brim with delinquents. <laughs> the dream school for you. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I would, I would thrive there. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking in, in order to com- co- combat this life of delinquents, he looks through some notes that his dis- his descendants left. Not descendants. Uh, what's the and ancestors? His ancestors <laughs> left him. <laughs> yes, his descendants came back from the future to get. <laughs> so this is how he got his power. Yeah. So he finds out that there is a mark that that will make him strong and make any delinquent bow before him. And he puts the mark on his forehead, and it works, in a way. (laughs) It causes any girl that sees him to fall in love with him. But the catch is, they have to be a bad girl. A delinquent girl. A Sukeban. They have to be bad. With a capital B. And this leads to one of the most unique harem battle marks. Mangas ever. <laughs> ever, ever. It's very good. It's, because, it's very strange. Every, it's so weird. Every girl that falls in love with him is very dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Especially the main girl, who is essentially, we're not sure if she's human yet. <laughs> because she's so she's so goddamn strong. Also, she's pure evil. The most evil. <laughs> but at the same time, not at all. Not not at all. It's, it's, it's strange, because she's actually... Like legitimately, like she's no, she's bad. She's a bad person. Like every, every almost every other girl that Rokido comes in contact with has at least a little something like sympathetic about them. But mm-hmm. the main girl, her name's Rana, R- Rana, so. Rana, yeah, Rana, Rana. yeah, she she's she's bad. <laughs> she she yeah. she lives for violence and carnage. And the only reason that she kind of stops is because Rokido is there. And this leads to some pretty good like concepts because it's like because Rokudo through this mark and through his interactions with all these delinquent girls and delinquents in this school he does slowly start to get his ideal high school life but mm-hmm. this leads to a lot of internal self-doubt because he's just like oh is it me is it just the mark on my forehead mm-hmm. I he, he feels a lot of guilt because he's just like this crazy crazy girl is in love with me and she's saving me but <laughs> am I worth it am I worth it mm-hmm. it's just because of the magic and the way it's drawn is really interesting. It's very charming. Yeah. It's weirdly simple, yet detailed. Yeah. 
it's 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 super stylized. That's kind of the thing. and it's good. I think it, it gets it gets a little sloppy sometimes. Like sometimes the anatomy's off, sometimes the foreshortening's off, and I'm not sure. It's written by Yuji Nakamura. I'm not sure if this is his first work. It probably isn't, <laughs> but it's a it's a little a little amateurish sometimes. It's definitely improved as it's gone yeah. on, but uh, it's 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 drawn in a very pleasing way. I really <laughs> like it. I I haven't heard anyone talk about it. It's I've, it's, I, I've seen one fan art. It's very under the radar as series. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that is because of the fact that. The protagonist's design is not great. No, no, no. He's very... He's, he's, he is a spiky-haired boy in the Gakuran. Yeah, and he has a thing on his forehead. Something no. to note, he, the, the artist draws every character with fangs. <laughs> like, everyone has fangs. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> it's published... It's it's being published in Weekly Shonen Champion. Yeah. No. <laughs> so not the most not the most popular manga not yeah, the most not, popular not, magazine not the most prestigious in fact looking at it now i don't recognize any of these series <laughs> it has it has a saint seiya and that's it it has one saint seiya <laughs> everything let me no i don't know any of these other ones oh Oh, never mind. Uh, let me correct myself. It has it has Baki the Grappler in it, so oh, okay. this, that must be the reason this manga, this magazine, is still being published. <laughs> it is the Baki. <laughs> it's that one. It's, it's the Baki magazine. It's Baki and friends. It's like, oh, you want a manga? You get to be part of the Baki magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you haven't read Rokudo yet, I would highly recommend giving it a chance. Yes. It's a very small print. I, there's no way it's ever going to get published in English right now. So ever, ever, ever. <laughs> so, so do what you must. I won't look. I'll close my eyes. Okay. Go quick, read it. I'm closing my eyes right now. Okay, you're done. Okay. 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 Good job. Will. Okay. Let's. Do you see. have an obscure, an obscure oh, pick. I once again, I picked out a lot. I'm probably only going to talk about one right now. But <laughs> this is rough because there's so many to pick from that don't get nearly the shine they deserve. One of them that I do want to talk about that I realize probably did get more shine than I like to admit is Hikaru no Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, have you ever heard a very that? popular one. It's very popular. Yes. It's, it's got a lot of shine. Ones I, I, I read it. You know, it got <laughs> a lot of shine. I feel like it could have gotten more because it was, it's just so good. Ah, so this is, so this is more so. That oh. that's a, it's, it's not it's not obscure, but you. That's a, I, yeah, that's a, I, I, just because of that. I'm not. It's not going to be the one I'm talking about right now. I just want to mention yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The one I'm talking about, I'd be talking about right now. This one actually was. It got an anime, an anime adaptation. At the same time, it didn't take off quite as much as I would have liked. It's mm-hmm. a Jitsu wa Watashiwa, or uh, the 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 truth is I am. Uh, was translated as my monster secret in the states. My monster. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's 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 a strange one. It's a shonen, it's a shonen uh, romance, like one of those. It's it's technically not a harem, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, it it is. Does it just have a lot it of is. girls? No, no, oh, yeah, no, it is. It, I, I was wrong. <laughs> my my brain corrected me. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's very it's a very charming, straightforward uh, manga where about this high school boy, as all manga are, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. The people around him are all, uh, most for, 
basically all except for one are all not human except Ooh. except all of them are hiding the fact that they're not human but not well <laughs> they're all really <laughs> bad at hiding the fact that they're not human <laughs> the main the main uh, love interest is a vampire Ooh. and she's horrible at hiding the fact that she's a vampire but at the same time, the the entire the entire crux of the plot except that the the character sounds like, sounds like yeah. Rosario the Vampire. Yeah, kind of. Except it's not nearly as actiony. It's ah. kind of like a slice of life Rosario Vampire. I mean, well, that's what Rosario Vampire started as. It started as yeah, and it became super weird, dramatically intense shonen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the most intense plot lines. In, in any harem. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, but that's side point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a slice of life. And the kind of the crux of the plot is is just hiding, hiding the fact that all this supernatural and crazy stuff is happening around him to these characters and trying to keep their identity, identity safe. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the characters are so incredibly charming. And the art is, it's very simple, but at the same time, it's very. It has this charisma to it. This, this very, it's oddly adorable. Every character is kind of tall and lanky, mm-hmm. and it has like like really bright, like like really bright and puffy cheeks. Like how lanky? Like clamp lanky? Oh, yeah, about. Oh wow, <laughs> that's lanky. Like, uh, and kind of the well, like my favorite thing about it is the fact that every character is so vibrant. In terms of how they're expressed, and while the main character isn't isn't like the strongest written as kind of like a symptomatic of the of the genre, he does have he does have aspirations. The whole gimmick behind the main character is that this is the, kind of the, the the crux of the story as well. He is the world's worst liar. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes. So imagine this: the world's worst liar trying to keep the identities of every girl around him a secret. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's such a strong ensemble cast. It's like <laughs> so you have this 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 clumsy vampire, you have an uh, you have an alien who is like who <laughs> an alien that is a little person who is riding in a mech that is a lifelike representation of her but a human in human size. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like best girl right there. She's pretty good. Then you have, then you have childhood friend that is just a regular person, but who has such repressed feelings that her glasses come to life. What? Oh, cool! She has like a yokai. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you have uh, main character, main female character, best friend succubus, who mm-hmm. is who is just kind of a succubus having to deal with the fact that, like, she has like actual legitimate romantic interest in this character is difficult to deal with because succubus because succubus <laughs> and then you have a character that's the last character introduced in among the among the main females that is from the future and the main character's daughter what oh no is it, is it weird uh no well it, it, because it's it's not weird they're, luckily okay. they're not weird about it good <laughs> but that could get at, weird at, at the same time as he's trying to hide her secret, she's trying to hide her secret as to... <laughs> oh, is, she a, is she a bad liar, too? Uh, she's just weird. Okay. She's just a fucking character. And then you have, <laughs> and then you have kind of the, the, the ensemble, like, attachment cast of male characters, like the male best friends. Like, mm-hmm. that's just this kind of tight group of four where 
every every character has so much character, like in terms of personality. One of them is a is a guy that just he just looks he looks old. <laughs> he looks old. He doesn't look like a high schooler, <laughs> and that's his entire character. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> except except he's the nicest and he's like the coolest guy. I bet. <laughs> and then you have this. How old uh, does he look? He he looks like he's in like in his thirties. Oh wow! That's... <laughs> he, he looks older than the teacher. That's funny. Yeah, and, uh, and then you have uh, the uh, the other best friend, just this simple dude. He's uh he's like uh, glasses wearing, like medium length hair, and he's just kind of an asshole. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like he's an asshole that's got your back. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's one of it's jerk with a heart of gold kind of type. Yeah, and his whole thing is that. He's he's uh he is in love with the best with the childhood friend, but he never says it. Never ever. That's, <laughs> that's his secret. <laughs> because it's shonen. You can't yes. just tell someone you like him. Yep. And then you have and then you have the naturally every anime has to have at least one. Every anime and manga have you have the friend that is just there to be kind of pervy. Ah, uh, yes. But at the same time, he's charming. You know? he, he, he's, I mean, he's, they're, they're, they're there to represent us. They're doing yes. the things that, that we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a, a good series of, of incredibly funny and heartening interactions. And probably my favorite part about the entire series is that the title of the series, Jisawa Watashiwa, actually becomes a plot point in like the second to last chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so good. Probably it it hasn't it doesn't get nearly as much shine as it. Whoa. Give it a it's, shot. It sounds good. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read it. What's it called again? One more time, the title. Uh, Jitsu wa Watashiwa, or My Monster Secret in 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 the states. Hmm, that sounds very interesting. I actually kind of want to read that. Give it a now. shot. It's very good. Cool. All right, let's each do one more obscure, and then we're gonna move on. All right. Mostly because I just remembered one that I actually really want to talk about. Hit me with it. Hit me with it right now. And that is The Law of Lucky. Yes, I also have this listed. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Let's go. So The Law of Lucky is something that I I first, I watched it first. And I watched it right after Shaman King. (laughs) That's what the... Popped up next. That's that was the rec- <laughs> that was the recommendation that on YouTube back when there was anime on YouTube back in the back in the day. And the Lava Wiki is such a is a it's such a good like it's such a good thing to watch when you're like middle school aged. Yes, I get that <laughs> entirely. <laughs> like it's uh, it's it's like it's 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 so out there, but it's out there in a way that when you're like ten to twelve, you're just like, oh, I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Like once you, I think once you hit thirteen, you'll have a few questions. But from that age age range, it's it's perfect. So the story is about a boy named Kosuke Ueki, who until I uh, until I read Kenichi, Ueki was actually I think he was our favorite protagonist That's because Ueki Ueki is uh, the most honest, <laughs> hardworking, like righteous boy like ever ever. He's such a good boy. He he's super talented. He's super well liked in his community, and that's it. He's perfect, essentially. <laughs> when this when the series starts, he's perfect. <laughs> and then uh, he meets a girl named I, who is just like, like 
how could this boy exist? <laughs> He's so perfect. And she follows him. And she learns that he has a secret. He can turn trash into trees. Which just <laughs> adds on to his perfectness. Because, just like darn it, he even recycles. <laughs> and it turns out that Ueki is part of a fight to decide the next god. <laughs> like, capital G god. Yes, the big G. Yes. He's fighting on behalf of his god candidate. And the power he was given to fight was the power to turn trash into trees. And he is tasked with fighting other kids who were given powers to fight. And the catch is that as long as he uses his powers to fight those kids, it's fine. But if he uses those powers to hit anyone else, he loses a talent. And I know you might be asking, what does that mean? (laughs) How obscure? How does that translate? (laughs) So when 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 the series, the first, when the series starts, they highlight the fact that Ueki is very popular with girls and after the first chapter he hits someone with his tree power and the next day girls are disgusted by the sight of him <laughs> and he's just like so what there's no such thing as talent <laughs> he's just like oh but there totally is such a thing as talent and Ueki only has a few talents they're they're all really good talents but he doesn't have that many and when you lose all your talents you disappear yeah you don't die you just you don't disappear. exist. You just <laughs> cease to exist. You're gone. So I joined him to make sure that he doesn't act stupid and lose all of his talent. And it's it's it, from that point on, it's a pretty typical battle shonen, but a very high quality one. Yes, it it hits it, it hits all the beats so well. I really like all the side characters. Like, uh, what is his name? Sano. Oh, he's talking about uh, Towel Man. Yeah, he's great. Yes. Power to turn towels into iron by holding his breath. And you would think that's not a very strong power, but he's so creative with his uses that it becomes, he he's pretty much the number two fighter of the group. Yes. There's another one whose power is a lot more direct. Her power is to turn beads into explosions. So she's kind of like Jubilee from X-Men. <laughs> and her character takes a hill turn that's really funny. And there's, uh, there's, there's, there's more characters but i, I kind of just want you the guys to go read it yes it actually read. and it, it it actually had a sequel series called law of wiki plus which in my opinion is better than the first it's shorter but Indeed. it's very good it's short it's weird <laughs> it's strange. it's very weird it's very weird it's very strange <laughs> i and, can't believe it got published and at the same time it like it doesn't even it touches on very different themes yes but at the same time just have carrying these kids carrying these characters over, well, two characters over <laughs> into, into the next series, and just exploring them in a different context is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It also gets a lot more violent <laughs> in the second <laughs> series. Like how, um, like, like things happen in the, in the next series. Yeah. So cool. So it, Love Lucky is a very good example of simple concept turned into a pretty good fighting series. It even has its own Rock Lee. <laughs> like, there's a character. There's a character who's just like, I'm not going to use my power. Yeah. I'm just going to use this as training. And he goes the entire fight without using his power one, which made me sad because I wanted to see it. But also, but it, makes it, it makes him cool. <laughs> he fought with the rule of cool in mind. Yes. So, Love Wacky, go read it. Do it. Right now. It's actually available in English. So, <laughs> you can go buy it. We actually got a video game, and that was in English, too. <laughs> surprisingly. Oh, really? That's, that yeah. is surprising. Yeah, it's on Game Boy Advance. Ooh, wait, it's like that a, it's like a, what's up? That sounds kind of familiar. 
It does it look kind of like the One Piece Game Boy Advance game? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. It looked, it, like, it looked like the One Piece Game Boy Advance game, which looks like the Zatchvel Game Boy yes. Advance game, which looks like the Naruto Game Boy Advance game. Okay, I feel like I feel like the Naruto actually. <laughs> hey, what? I feel like the Naruto Game Boy Advance game, at least the first one, didn't look that good. Oh, um, yeah, no, Shaman King looked really good though. Yeah, Shaman King. Yeah, um, it's weird how how good the Shaman King game looked. Yeah, <laughs> it like a it's like a, this weird Castlevania. Yeah, it's like another. It's it's like an Aria shadows type thing it's great i love that game actually <laughs> but this isn't a game podcast this indeed. is a manga podcast indeed it's a manga podcast where we touch on all tangential media <laughs> yes so do but you have one more, more obscure pick okay oh let me break let me let me let me chop this down we went through car no go you it's popular enough i've talked about Tatsuwa. what do i talk about next we've talked about madaka boxer that's no no need to go there <laughs> Ueki's gone. I wrote down Ashitsunojo, but the thing is, that's it's not really obscure. It's more just like it's just old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like people know about it. That's like that's like that's like calling Astro Boy obscure. Yeah. So I feel like the only thing left on this list, I have Flame of Wreck on this. List. I, I was gonna. I, I I had a feeling you did. <laughs> it's like I want to say it's obscure because it is just because it was drowned out by Yu Hakusho. They're very similar series. It, it's like, and in some ways, Yu Hakusho is better, but at the same time, Flame of Record has its own flavor. It's a good flavor. But I think I'm gonna let that one sit on the back burner again, just like Karnogo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and shine a light on a, another series that I haven't mentioned at all this podcast so far. And chances are, very few people know it. It's called Dragon Drive. I know what Dragon Drive is. Dragon Drive. Man, it's surprisingly good for what it is. Is it? I people have feelings about Dragon Drive. <laughs> I I adore Dragon Drive as this strange, strange isekai Pokemon Digimon mishmash <laughs> that doesn't always know what it is, or what it wants to be. It it does have some very very cool aesthetics and some charming characters that experience legitimate hmm. and some characters that just experience really weird character uh, devolutions <laughs> to, to breakdowns of just, just strange proportion. But at the same time, some characters get real growth. And yeah, it's fair to criticize it. And I think it's right to criticize it. <laughs> but in, in terms of manga that just We'll, we'll get zero shine, and we'll probably never get shine until the end of time. <laughs> Dragon Drive, for what it is, it's pretty good. I read one volume. I would. I never thought. I never thought that she got the rest. <laughs> Honestly, that's fair. That's Isn't fair. there an anime? I actually don't. Know. <laughs> there might be. I'm if, pretty sure there is. If there is, it's probably not very. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. This dragon. <laughs> Yeah, Dragon Drive. It's it's like it's one of those manga that that kind of got lost in the shuffle because it, it wanted to be Pokemon and Digimon, but at the same time it wanted to have like this edge to it that was <laughs> symptomatic of its era, and it it kind of lost the plot halfway, like like <laughs> in, in doing so. But it 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 recovered. It recovered and and grew into it. 
in a way that was that was charming. Um, yeah, I'm sure it has fans, I, and I'm not like a, I'm not hating on it. I just only I only read one volume, and I <laughs> didn't want to read the rest, so yeah. I, it, it wasn't for me. I if it doesn't grip you, it's, it's honestly not too surprising. The only reason I yeah. uh, the only reason I read it in the first place was because like it was I was in a bookstore where I had where I had nothing to do, and there were six volumes of it in front. <laughs> like, I guess I'll read this. That's why I read most of what I read. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're done here. Yeah. Well, before before I move up? on, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention two things. I'm not gonna go in depth. Of, I know I'm out of I'm out of my time. <laughs> but I've actually already mentioned <laughs> I've already mentioned these two. But I just wanted yes. to give them another shout out. It's a uh, whistle. Mm-hmm. Whistle is the probably the most competent football manga for those outside of the states uh, mm-hmm. most competent football manga among them all and it's weird there actually aren't that many even past wait football is it football or soccer soccer well you're calling it football yeah yeah soccer <laughs> it's the most competent soccer yeah. manga <laughs> whoa like, past cap not captain subasa i think it's better <laughs> it's just so good mm. uh I, I feel like it's the it's one of the the like the unsung slam dunk of soccer <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also in kind of in that same vein, Aishio Twenty One. It's popular-ish. It doesn't get the same shine though, be, being a football yeah. manga, just because the the intersectionality just isn't really there in terms of audience. Mm-hmm. But it's probably my favorite sports manga. Just it, it might edge out Ipo, which is saying a lot. <laughs> Whoa! Also, the art is done by uh, Yusuke Murata, same person that does One Punch Man. And that man's a treasure. That man. That man <laughs> makes smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have said my piece. And I want to say one more one more because oh, okay. I have to. Uh, okay. don't don't read Beat the Vandal Buster. <laughs> because it's never gonna be finished. And I like it. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to bear this cross like I do. Damn. It's a good series. Don't read it. It's never going to be done. I feel like I feel like there's a generation of people that, that have read some of it and know what it is. Everyone's read some of it because there's no yeah. way to read <laughs> all of it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh man, what a the Japanese a... are so are such a secretive people. <laughs> so he was so the, the the creator of it was not the creator, but the the thing is, it wasn't even. It wasn't even the uh, the writer. The illustrator was sick. <sighs> so it went on hiatus for um, 11 years. <laughs> and we don't know what was wrong with the artist, but apparently he got better. He, he <laughs> Two more chapters came out, and then it went quiet again. Yeah. So so I, I, I don't want to read any more Beat the Panel. Painful. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll end eventually. One day. Just a as soon as, as soon as guts gets off that boat, yep. Once guts get off, gets off that boat, and once a hunter hunter ends, <laughs> see you but, in twenty. See you in twenty seventy. No, all end at the same time. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, you can, you can make a, you can make a whole, a whole issue of Shonen, of Shonen Jump with that. <laughs> yeah, we can. It's the end of manga. Yeah, manga I know, right? Up. At that point, it's just like, oh well, like, manga's done. <laughs> we did it, guys. We finished manga. <laughs> so I think we've 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 talked about shonen. We've learned the history. We've seen the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs. Let 
let's try and make our own. Yes. It's time for the omake. Cooking is so fun. Cooking is so fun. Now it's time to take a break and see what we have done. Yay! It's ready! <laughs> Alright, welcome to the omake. This is the bonus chapter. Indeed. We've learned a lot about this topic. Let's see if we can make our own. Alright, so Will. Yes. This is gonna be this is gonna be our perfect surefire hit. Top Absolutely. of the big top of the big three. Exactly. We're gonna overtake one piece with this. This is oh the sensei's gonna have to eat his hat if he wears one. Not sure. And, and to everyone everyone listening to this, OC do not steal. Yep, TM TM TM. This is ours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the main character. Okay. We've listened to all this, and from everything, for all this we've learned, we need a main character that is weak. <laughs> or at least starts out weak. No. That's the thing. <laughs> we need him to start off as the strongest. Oh, no. And by the time this is over, he shall be the weakest. <laughs> we need the D-journey. We need the... <laughs> the, de- the devolution of this character. I want to see. I want to. I want to show an character who is a broken shell of a man by the time this series is over. It's, I <laughs> but, want, but, but in a good way. We need Law of Ueki, but he, but he never gets his talents back ever, ever. ever. <laughs> it's Law. It's Law Ueki reverse. <laughs> so I think this is going to start off. I'm going to say college, college student. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking the mold. We're breaking the mold. We're leaving <laughs> high school. Yep. <laughs> College student, number one in his grade, strongest boy, <laughs> strongest leader of the karate club. He has he has the brains and the brawn, and that and that's destroying him inside. Yes, he's 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 on loan simultaneously every every club, every sports club. <laughs> everyone love everyone loves him. Everyone wants him. He hates it. <laughs> he wants to die every day because it's too strong. Okay, and okay. then he's he's and he's visited. A demon. There has to be a demon. <laughs> of course. These, these, these are the rules. We need one. And the demon says, I will grant you one wish. And he looks the demon straight in the face and he just, he cries out, make me weak. <laughs> and the demon smiles. He's like, this will be fun. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be him and the demon going all across the campus, slowly, one by one, giving away a part of his talent to random people. It's going to be a gag manga. It's going to be a gag. It's going to be a weekly gag manga. He's going <laughs> to, he's going to, he's going to create a generation of strong people. I'll make a hero by sacrificing out of himself. <laughs> then he can rest. What if I told you this was a plot point? In- what? <laughs> what if I told you that the last antagonist of bleach did literally this? What? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> What if I told you that the last antagonist of Bleach started as basically a physical god who gave all of his powers, all the Quincy's, and became a person who could not see, feel, smell, touch, or hear? I hate Bleach. (laughs) (laughs) They stole our idea. They stole it. (laughs) This was this was my this was my Shonen Jump hit. Yeah, your surefire show and jump hit was Bleach. <laughs> oh no, I'm a hack as well. <laughs> we got got. <laughs> oh, no. And that is our truth. <laughs> Reality is a circle. Kaite Kubo did nothing wrong. <laughs> he did nothing wrong. He made the perfect shonen manga. 
<laughs> He's the reflection of man. <laughs> man looked into the mirror of life and they saw Titan Kubo. The abyss looked back and it was Bleach. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. What would you call this, Omake? Uh, bleach 2. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Or wait, no, no. We, we we need to be pretentious. It's bleach zero point five. Ah, can we can we turn one of those letters backwards? I want to be. We can make the B backwards. Okay, it's <laughs> it's three three leech. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I like it. I feel like we it, got it, it, just the right amount of edge. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. <laughs> gonna run in weekly shot and jump. We're gonna ignore bleach. <laughs> I say it's gonna do in the rankings. It'll probably get around. It's gonna drift between rank five and seven for a while. Then we're gonna hit the big like three and three to one. And in our in our last chapter, we'll, we'll fall to the seven. And <laughs> <laughs> the in the big finale. <laughs> Successful manga. Three leech. We are we are we are, are mangaka. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's been a pleasure being host for. We will be back next week. Before we go, Will. That's me. Do you have a manga term to end off on? Let's see. Let's see. We've hit, surprisingly enough, we've hit a couple already. Let's highlight one. Oh, you know what? Let's highlight the manga term we just went over Omake. What is an Omake? Ah, what is an Omake, Will? An Omake is a special chapter. Usually, in either an add-on or a side that is uh, supplementary to the to the main manga. Yes. If I, yeah, it's it's uh, very popular in manga with large universes. You have mm-hmm. you have very you have very popular omake like the uh, was it the the Kakashi Hiden? Yeah, the first time you see Obito. Yeah, that is uh, probably one of the most popular and probably one of the be- the better examples of omake in manga history. Definitely. Some omake are very important because they give us, they give authors a chance to highlight a story they might not get a chance to do in the uh, main story without sacrificing quality. Yes. Really lets you flesh out those characters that might not get the spotlight in the main plot, but are either fan favorites like Kakashi or characters vile to the plot like Obito later on. Yep. Think of it as a plot relevant OVA. Yes. Not like a canon movie. <laughs> Those are different. Yeah, that's very different. But this has been the first episode of Panel Break. Break, break, break. Yeah. <laughs> next, join us next time as we discuss the inverse of Shonen. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna be talking about shoujo. Uh, well, uh, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about shoujo. See you guys later. Bye. I think that went pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>